0: What's up, brother? I I said I had, bam we're live. I wish I would have captured that. I love that.
1: What was that? <laughs> what was I cleaning my glasses? Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. I uh, loved it. Early morning workout, man. I'm fogging up my glasses. Oh
0: yeah! Wow. <laughs> Trials and tribulation of the fit. You're right. Some sometimes I'll come in here. Yeah, and that's an amazing phenomenon.
1: Right? Oh, dude, it's you know that's that's you know when. Think of it like this when when you're generating enough body heat to fog up a pair of glasses, you know your metabolism is moving. You know you're doing your, you know you're on your shit when you're when your body heat's fogging up glasses.
0: Yeah. Hey, do you work out with your glasses, John?
1: Uh, uh, you know, pretty rarely. I mean, it depends yeah. if it just depends like if I'm in a place where uh I'm outside guaranteed <clears throat> for sure. You know, it's if I'm in my own space, <clears throat> very possibly not. Uh it just depends. Like I I'm unfortunately right, I'm blind as a goddamn bat now. So you know, ten years close ago close and I far? Did, close and far. I can like perfect example. I could if you held my phone ten feet away from me, I could read it. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, hey, do you do you have the letters on your i on the iPhone like really big? Like you know where the setting is to make your shit bigger?
1: Yeah, I get him a. Move. I get it big enough that it actually because otherwise it turns into too many lines. It's hard to read. You know, my dyslexia goes bananas if I got to change lines too much. You know. <laughs> I, um, what? What?
0: You're in New Mexico.
1: Uh, no, I'm actually in uh, in California. Oh, so, you are okay. Yeah, we because we were original. I mean, I've been a California boy forever. Um, we were actually up in the Bay area for, you know, Jesus Christ. When I graduated. Oh yeah. College. You're a four
0: one five. You're a four one five.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so based, I think, cause you're thinking four one four, that's New Mexico.
0: I, I just, as I was digging through your Instagram, I was looking at some of the pictures of where you're, of your home and, uh, and the, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I just thought it looked
1: like it was the desert. So it totally is. And so here's, this is here. Check this out. So God, it was right before Corona. About a year before Corona, we bought this house down in Baja, Mexico, and uh, loved it down there. And so it's in the desert, you know? And uh, so when, when Corona hit, you know, the Bay area just went to hell in a handbag real quick. So, so many people, just kind of like the New York area, so many people, so tight, it just was, it turned, it was, I used to love it there anyway. So Uh, where were you born? Where were you born? I was actually born in California up in Marin County. That's okay, my, I was born in Oakland. So I was oh, right across the bay, yeah. So yeah. basically, from the time I was born until I was about seven, I was in Marin County. Then my mom remarried. We went up into Portland, Oregon, where I went through all of my schooling, graduated from University of Portland with a major in theology, minor in philosophy, came back to California, <clears throat> moved to Marin County because at that time, I think it was the second most expensive county in the country to live. I figured okay, if I can come right out of college and keep my head above water here, I'm going to be good anywhere. And so that's, that was the plan. Go to the fastest moving current I could find, which was great because I knew that, I knew that environment. I grew up there when I was, uh, you know, younger. So anyway, long and short of it. So when Corona hit, um, everything went to hell in a handbag. And I was like, I told my wife, I'm like, let's, let's, let's get out of here. Both of our we had at the time we had two girls that were still in the house that uh, now are in college. So we said as soon as they got in college, said let's let's get out of here. So we basically sold our place in up in northern Cal and came down into southern Cal. So we're in it's like dead in between Vegas and L.A. Like you, the town is called Yermo, but we're 20 minutes outside this little town of like 400 people. And so it's, yeah, so it's a there and we're here because of this little community. It's like 50 houses, forgive me, 50 or 60 on a private lake. And everybody here has two homes. So very like-minded people, you know, nobody's ever here full time. And so, but like on holiday weekends, everybody's out here rocking, having a good time, but nobody wants trouble because we're all, we're all in a place where, you know, we've done well for ourselves. Nobody wants, it's not like you know, a bunch of hood hoodlums creating that type of trouble, you know, so
0: spell Yermo for me. I'm looking
1: at, I'm looking for it on a map. Y E R M O. Yeah. And if you basically it's, there's a Lake, uh, not too far. Another reason we moved out here is because it's, you know, people say, why'd you move to Yermo? I've never heard of it. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: I'm Oh, okay. Outside of Barstow. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, we're, trust me, we're not here for any reason other than the fact that we're out in the middle of nowhere.
0: And and, and and you still have your home in Baja?
1: Yeah. 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 Getting ready to, to getting ready to actually get up pick up a place in Vegas so that we can call that our primary, uh, primary residence to get rid of some of the state taxes. It's brutal.
0: Yeah, you know? I get that. <sighs> But, John, were your parents um, uh, wealthy hippies? When I think of Marin County, I think of wealthy hippies.
1: <laughs> um, you know, I wouldn't say wealthy hippies, but we were, you know, we were pretty well off. When my mom remarried up in, we went up to Oregon. She actually ma- married a chemical engineer. Okay, uh, He was actually, he was kind of, you know, he's a stepdad. He's the one who raised me. Uh, really, really smart dude. Graduated from MIT in wow. three years. Three years. Wow. So you know, yeah, real smart dude. He was, he was the one who kind of tempered me. He, he really, really, like when I'm, I was seven when I met him, <clears throat> and realistically, he was my dad. You know, my blood dad was more like a friend, <clears throat> uh, but uh, you know, he told me right when I met him, he says you're going to see me mad about as many thumbs as you can count on your hands, and I don't think he ever, I don't think I ever saw him raise his voice once. And he actually, he passed away when I was uh, 21. So. 14 years never saw him raise his voice
0: you know my, my wife and uh, i'm 50 and i've known my wife for a long time since i've been 23 and when we had kids um, one time i was getting angry at the kids and she said to me hey you know i don't have a problem with you um, getting mad i don't have a problem with you getting angry i don't have a problem with you yelling you know uh, it, it, i don't have a problem with you. any of that stuff what i have a problem with is though is that when shit hits the fan that you ever show our kids that getting out of control is an option And I remember when she said that, I was like, yeah, getting out of control is fucking, it's the least cool thing that any man can do when he's just out of control. Like when a lion roars, he's not out of control. He's roaring because no. he fucking wants mm. to fucking roar. And I, when you say that, you're going to see me get mad as many times as I have thumbs. When you have get mad, it should be because you want to get mad, not because shit hit yeah. the fan and it's some sort of. And, just you've, like, lost
1: control, yeah, exactly. and you've
0: lost control. Yeah, you've lost
1: control. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. A lion, a lion roars to take control, not because he's lost control. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's very, very big difference between <clears throat> losing it and getting upset and having to be firm to, to basically enforce the boundaries. Yeah. (laughs) Very different, very different type of, of raising a voice, if you will. You know,
0: is that the kind of man you are? You think too, are you pretty in control?
1: Yeah. I'm I'm the the same way. I, I, I don't, my wife will say the same thing, you know, that uh, we've been together for God, almost 20 years. And she's, she'll tell, she'll be the first one to tell you he's, you know, I raised my voice at her one time, and we look back at it and we kind of giggle. It was one of those scenarios that was kind of like a weird misunderstanding. But for the most part, for me, i I don't feel good about myself when I raise my voice. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. because for me, when like if if someone's gonna be if someone's gonna be aggressive like that, I'll, I'll actually do the polar opposite. I'll get more quiet. Right. You know, I don't like the... The the whole idea of I guess it's especially where in my life right now, fifty one years old and I've done it's crazy. As you get older, you just get so much fucking smarter. It's unbelievable. It's like well, I shouldn't say that. You realize how little you knew. That's a better way to say getting smarter. You know, you actually realize you're you didn't know shit. That's what makes you so much smarter. You know? Can,
0: and I'm, I'm gonna turn fifty one in March too, by the way. I was born in yeah. seventy two. Where, where you graduated high school in ninety? Ninety, yeah.
1: Yeah, me and yeah. you are the same. The same. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah, but it's it's crazy in the fact that you know I I realize now <clears throat> that you know keeping friction out of your life is actually something that is people don't understand how good that is for the actual your spirit and you know the, of course we talk about everybody talks about how you know being spiritual is and the there. but what I think what people don't realize is when you're an angry person when you're not centered. Your brain is constantly releasing these negative chemicals, which beat your body down. This is why, you know, people get sick from worrying too much. It's proven fact now. And so where am I life right now, man? I just if something brings friction into my life, I'm going to it's either going to be a system or a person to smooth that out or I'll eliminate whatever that problem, whatever that friction is. It's is, that the, why, is that why you left the Bay Area? I mean, it's at that point, I mean, I think it was, I mean, I guess you could say kind of yes, but I mean, I just stayed away. I just just didn't really go out amongst everybody that was all pissed off, you know, but I guess from a standpoint of, of like, if you take the route of why we left, yeah, we decided to, we wanted to, it's why we're out here in the middle of nowhere, because we wanted to get into a place where we weren't affected by all of the negativity that was going on around us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: uh alan kestenbaum says uh Sevon, fix your posture you look bored listen <laughs> jackass listen i'm i'm as erect as i can be it's just my chair leans back really far that's it that's it bored how can i be bored with john anderson in front of me <laughs> john um, john j-o-n uh, jewish spelling of the name john you john you, you you're you jewish
1: no it's actually Nordic. Oh. That's oh, the first right. time I've ever been called Jewish. You know, that's oh. interesting. Yeah. So it's. it's I see Andrew- you
0: smart overachiever and J-O-N and I think Jew.
1: <laughs> you, did you call me a smart overachiever? Is that what you yeah, call me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's beautiful because most people look at me and think big dummy. No, I,
0: I, I know. I know who you are. I've listened to you talk. I know you're a, a smart overachiever and you've already said a bunch of smart stuff uh, on this show. Um, uh, um, what what didn't you like? Um what, what what didn't you like about the Bay Area? Was it the masking and the forced injections or was it w- w- did, did your whole politics get turned upside down in the last couple of years?
1: Well, I guess it was, you know, it was kind of more of the uh, we li- in Marin County. You know, we lived on the water. It's a beautiful place and there's a lot of money there. And yeah. so it just turned into like uh, I mean, I I honestly I don't leave the house much. You know, uh, even when we're in the Bay Area, you know, I would I would leave the house to go to the gym. That's it. You know, um, <clears throat> but like, for example, my wife would be, you know, she'd be shopping or something like that. And she would park, you know, she'd park like way out in the back of the parking lot. Um, and just so she could kind of keep away from people, because that's what you're supposed to be doing at these times. And she'd not have a mask off, I mean, not have a mask on. No, no, nobody be. 150 feet close to her i mean total total social distancing and you get people that are like you know she said there'd be people like looking at her and tapping their foot like put your mask on it's like yeah 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 the bay area and it's like it's so it's i love the whole being liberated you know i love the i I i'm that's i think being you know having it being in a place where it's okay to be where you won't be who you want i love that that's where that's what we need you know but at the same time, leave fucking people alone. Jesus Christ, worry yeah. about yourself, you know, yeah. stop worrying about everybody else. If you worry about yourself, this whole thing will be over a lot faster. <laughs> so anyway, so it's kind of And then the thing that bummed me, too, was, you know, you start seeing like homeless camps building up. Drug.
0: Camp- was, I call them drug camps.
1: Dude, crazy. I was driving. So in like in over in the East Bay, like in uh, Berkeley, got real bad. I was over there one day. This is crazy. Check this out. Pulled up to a stoplight, right? And I had my window kind of part way down, and there was a guy on the, the street corner, and he was homeless. He whips out a syringe, shoots himself up, standing on the street corner, throws the fucking syringe on the ground and says, This city is. Dirty, I'm like, dude, you just define dirty and you're complaining about the city. And I was like, oh my lord, you know, so you know, stuff like that. And then it was really sad to just see, like, you know, the under overpasses, you've got just tense people, and it was just like, whoa, man, this is like really getting heavy. And it was just, I don't know, I mean, myself, I like to, I'm a believer in creating my own universe, you know, I create. You know, it's like my space is my world. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm I practice gratefulness. I meditate. I do all sorts of things to put me into a position where, yeah, I mean, that's, you look at that and how can that not send a negative signal? It, you know, how can your brain not, you know, put negativity into your, into your mind? Like it's brutal. I mean, it's like, you see that stuff. It's like, just look, look at all right the now.
0: stolen objects too, dude. All <laughs> of that shit is stolen. <laughs> Those shopping carts, those bicycles, that trash can, those trash cans, everything there is stolen. Those tarps, those umbrellas, those are all stolen from people.
1: So I look at that and you can hear, even hear me like start to talk. Like, I don't even know really what to say to it. It's like, whoa, I I don't even, I don't want that. What that is, that's negative input going into my universe. I don't don't want that. I don't want that. That's why we moved out here. You know, people say, why did you move? You know, when we first moved here. You know, because like I said, the biggest city is, or they shouldn't say city, it's Barstow, which is kind of an armpit of a town. Even the people that live there will say that. Um, But, you know, Yermo is our address. Why'd you move? You know, you came from Marin County to here. Why? And I was like, because we wanted to get away. You know, what are we looking at there?
0: That's Oakland. That's that's the Oakland. Um. Uh, oh, my God.
1: Yeah. 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 See, hey. And that's, that's just,
0: no, just so people know, this isn't like um rare. Like if you go to the Bay Area, you'll see it's these, all over the place. It's yeah. All you'll all think over. you're in India.
1: Yeah. It's yeah, everywhere. It's like everywhere. At Allison.
0: It's everywhere.
1: Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's, it's just it's really sad. And like I said, it's negative input coming into my mind. So, you know, out here, I mean, literally, we we it's like I said, we're fifty homes on a private lake. It's a gated community. You can't get in unless you got the code. Um, How's the lake? Yeah. You you swim in the lake? Oh yeah, it's you can you can fish. It's stocked with fish. You can swim. You can boat. You can jet ski. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a beautiful. It's the the environment out here is is exactly what I want it to be. Does that makes sense. I got my gym right on premises, so it's like it's it's uh, yeah, it's perfect. What is uh What is Trish saying?
0: John, my grandson, Artemis, ran your deep water beginner routine, and I had to buy him all new shirts. He blew up in size overnight. Great programming. <laughs>
1: right on. I'm glad that he enjoyed it. Tell him to keep kicking ass. That's
0: beautiful. Sousa, meet John. John Sousa. Hey, John.
1: Is Trish fucking
0: with us? Is Trish fucking with us?
2: A hundred percent, yeah oh that's
1: that's that's brutal you're a hoe you're a hoe trish jesus christ you know i don't know know. you know know. the the funny part is i get shit like that all the time so it's not that's not abnormal at all right
0: absolutely hey you you don't just blow people up you got a bunch of 100 pound weight loss stories on your instagram account oh yeah no i mean it's Here's the thing. Oh, she um, says she's not. I am not. Okay. You can, you oh, can never tell it, Trish. You can okay. Never, go, okay. There we go. There okay. we go. Well, okay. See, here,
1: here's here's the thing that I look at is that really when it comes down to it, I'm in the business. And, and this is not what, you know, when you look at my account, you don't see this, but this is really what's going on. I'm in the business of changing lives and obviously helping somebody reach their goals. It's really, it's a little deeper than that. It. It's helping them do something they didn't think was possible whether it's losing 100 pounds or benching four or five whatever that goal is because i'm a big believer and yes you can Obviously, you got to have the proper guidance you got to have the proper information there's a formula to get there and another thing that i promote is you know you people are so afraid of failure failure is i mean you can't be successful without failure i mean you you fail you learn you innovate you repeat you fail you learn you innovate you repeat like in my own personal discovery of, of failure, like when I was really learning to to use it to the fullest advantage, I would get in a squat rack. I used to do this all the time, 700 pounds, because 700 pounds was kind of that that's roughly 10-ish. So I'd pull out 700 pounds. 10-ish, gee, 10 reps at 700? Yeah, sometimes it'd be nine, sometimes it'd be 11, but that that double digit was a nut, you know? Anyway, I'd pull it out no spotter, no intention of putting it away. And so you're basically going into this realizing, I'm going to go until I fail. Do you know how helpful that is in getting your mind to register that failure is necessary? I mean, Michael Jordan had the most, and forgive me if this stat's been been taken away from him, but he had the most game-winning shots ever. Well, he also had to have, the most game losing shots to achieve the most game winning shot stats so it's like if if you if you can beat down your perception of failure and, and get rid of the negative connotation and, and make it positive and like when i'm helping people in their programs they look i need you to make mistakes those mistakes is gonna that's gonna tell me how, how i need to help you don't think it's gonna be perfect It's okay. Just move forward. Let the mistakes happen. Those mistakes is how I'm going to help you. Those failures is how I'm going to recognize where you need help. And so to answer your question about my page and the people I help, as long as the the number one thing I want is open-mindedness. If someone's not open-minded, I can't help you because if you're going to go back to what you think, you know, well, clearly that shit wasn't working (laughs)
0: yeah 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 um i I can't remember the exact line but greg glassman the creator of crossfit was saying always talked about hey you need to hang out past out past the margins of your failure and then i've heard i've heard serena williams or uh not serena Williams. i heard someone talk about serena williams in this way that in practice she should be failing at least 51 percent of the times trying stuff that causes her failure or else you are not getting better unless you are
1: failing Well, it's it's an interesting idea, but it's, it's, it's impossible to refute, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's been very successful will, will completely endorse failing because that's how they get there. And, you know, and to put it a little bit, sometimes people have a hard time swallowing failure like that. So kind of what I say, look, you need to learn to get uncomfortable because when you're uncomfortable, you, you, you're, you're flirting with failure at very least. Uh, some people don't have the, the guts just to dive in and say, okay, here we go. I I'm going to do the best I can. And if I fail, it's okay. You, you'll get there through working with it. But a lot of times people don't have, they just don't have the mental strength or the, just the, the heart or the guts to do it. So the next thing is, okay, let's, let's just get you uncomfortable. Cause when you're uncomfortable, you're willing to do the things you wouldn't do when you're comfortable. And that's, I mean, for me, that's been one of my mottos. I, i I've, if I'm comfortable, I start getting nervous because that means I'm not progressing. And the whole idea of like, I have a rigid schedule for myself because that schedule keeps me on, you know, basically keeps me uncomfortable when I'm off my schedule. That's when I tend to be, uh, you know, I, I become a little more comfortable and there are times when I want to be comfortable, but I plan those times, (laughs) you know, what do you mean? Your schedule
0: keeps you uncomfortable.
1: Um, because I make sure every night before I go to bed, I plan the next day and it's planned with detail. It's not just get up and do this and do that. It's planned with detail. So I know what I'm going to be doing. I know how I'm going to be challenging myself and I need to register that some of the shit that I'm doing gives me, I don't, I, a, I may not want to do it. B, it might scare me. C. there's just a whole series of of things that I look for when I plan my day that tell me it's going to push me outside my comfort zone it's going to push me into new space because to grow we we can't just repeat the same shit we did yesterday or today you you have to you just like uh, whoever you quoted you have to constantly be stepping outside your boundaries that's what keeps you growing and what people tend to not understand <clears throat> is people get too connected to physical tangible things those don't really make you happy they're fun to fuck around with with other people But what really keeps a person happy is that growth and that achievement, that daily stepping forward. You know, when when I go to bed at night and I'm ready to go to sleep because the day was, you know, I know that I pushed myself. I know that I broke some new ground. It's like my spirit. It's like that part deep inside me is ready to go to sleep. It's ready to rest and recharge to do it again the next day. If I didn't find a way to progress, then I feel very, uh, I guess I'm uneasy. It's like, I, my spirit is waiting for that. It's like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, spirit food, you know, getting outside your comfort zone, progressing, growing as a person. That's what you, that's, that's what we need to feel whole, you know, to get up and want to do it again the next day. It's, it's like happiness is like a, a reaction from something. You know, if you're always searching for happiness, it comes and goes. What people need to understand is there's daily joy. Do you enjoy what you're doing? And if you enjoy what you're doing every day, that's fulfilling. That's what makes a person happy, not just working for the next moment of happiness. Moments of happiness are great. And they're definitely a part of the equation. But are you challenging yourself enough every day to feel like you're fulfilled? I mean, it can be as simple as pushing yourself physically further than you did the day before. Pushing yourself physically will will bring a person a lot of fulfillment. And and I'm not talking about just lifting weights. I'm talking about any level of pushing yourself. Any John, type did, of pushing yourself.
0: John, as you say this, I'm thinking like, um, bear with me. This is uh, j- just off the off the cuff, but. Um, you could have, um, uh, 50,000 followers on Instagram. You could have a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. You could get up to a million subscribers on YouTube. You could get to up to 10 million on Instagram and they'll never be, they'll never, they'll never be, uh, fulfillment there because it, it's, it's all outside of you. Then you could do something like get <laughs> strong and work out and there is significantly more fulfillment there, but, but that shit's going to, uh, go away, right? Like you're not, you're not going to be able to bench 700 forever. Well let, but, me, but, let me let me go, say one more thing and then I'll, and then I'll yeah. relinquish the floor to you. But if you learn how to juggle, let's say you just learn one new joke every day, or you learn one new magic trick every day, or you learn how to speak another language, or if you, I mean, because I, I one time saw the statistics of the difference, the number of people who can juggle three balls versus four balls. It's like a fucking crazy, <laughs> it's got to be, it, it's a crazy drop off. And then you yeah. get up to like 13 or 14 balls and there's like one or two guys in the world that can do it. It starts, it starts getting like this, even yeah. like at 10 balls. Right. And yeah. I, as I was hearing you talk, I was like, yeah, um, maybe what, that's one of the things that comes with age too, that like, you, you sort you, those are the things you got to kind of put in the bank right more jokes more magic tricks being able to juggle more balls, maybe speak a foreign language just shit you can keep forever that will add to fulfillment
1: well and, and the thing about like for me a big part of fulfillment now is is like I'm reading I'm always studying I was learning something the learning is a huge part of fulfillment for me <clears throat> but what you were saying about you know training and benching this or whatever those statistics, yeah. So what people miss about that is <clears throat> that's just a gauge, the pounds, the reps. That's just a gauge for your progression. So as long as you find another gauge for progression, you're still progressing. And that's what people tend to not realize is that, okay, we're, we're talking pounds. We're talking reps. We're talking weightlifting statistical you know, progression language. Well, there's a thousand ways to progress. Um, you know, in terms of whether it be you change your style of training, uh, maybe maybe you're not worried about weight, you're worried about reps. Maybe you just lose interest in lifting weights altogether and and you decide to start jiu-jitsu. Maybe you start to run. Does it doesn't matter? <clears throat> the difference is can continue that progression. All you got to do life is you're just constantly pivoting. You know, it's like I mean at 51. I'm not concerned with like I was telling that story about how I became one with failure. That was in my 30s. I have no interest in putting 700 pounds on my back, right? Squat until failure at 51 because that's that's something I did and I I learned what I needed to learn from that. I'm on to different types of of uh, you know I'm on to i hate to say bigger better fish, but to you know frying up bigger better you know fish. But so it's, it's kind of the truth because. As you grow, you're always on to something a little bigger and better. That's the beautiful thing about the progression. And I think that's where so many people just kind of miss it. They they find themselves in this trap of life where they're they're waking up, they're commuting to work, they're doing something they really don't enjoy. Then they got to drive home. By the time they get home, they're tired. Hopefully they can go to the gym because that's the one piece of their day that's going to allow them to feel like they've progressed. But a lot of people come home they watch TV, they're just they're involved in this just kind of mindless day in, day out ritual. And they they live for Saturday only because it's the day they don't have to do the shit they don't want to do Monday through Friday. Right. And right. no, no one, I mean, I gotta be honest, if that's the life I live, I'd be mad as hell. No right. wonder people are pissed off. They're, I mean, living in this life of being completely unfulfilled, whether they know it or not that's gotta be really fucking mad. What what, what, have you ever been on a cruise? Yeah. You know, I'm actually uh, taking my two of my daughters are in college. We're going on a cruise a few weeks from now, but yeah, I've been in a a few of them.
0: Whenever I go on those, I, uh, and I've only been on one, but I see this group of I see the, that group of, I saw that group of people you're talking about. I saw a group of people that I feel like, Holy shit. They worked five years so that they could save the money to sit on this boat and eat as much sugar as they oh, can for two weeks. And I felt sorry for them. Kind of, I don't know if felt yeah. sorry is the right word, but I was like, Holy <laughs> shit, this is a fucked up existence.
1: Well, because that's what it is. A very unenlightened existence. They've been, <clears throat> see the thing about it is most people are programmed this way and they don't even know who or what programmed it's, it's like they just watched and they learned all these people around them do the same shit. So they just fall right in line with doing it as well. It's like, we're all kind of bred to, you know, shit. The sun's coming and hit me. Is that bother? Is that? No, Is that no, you look it? good. You look good. Okay. It's like a movie um, set. Yeah, so, but it's like most of us like going back to failure, just the, the term failure. The, most of us don't even know why we're afraid of it. Most people don't know why they avoid it. They just know it's uncomfortable. Nobody ever told them anything. That why sense. do we kind avoid of, it? i mean i'll tell you as soon as you as soon as you learn not to avoid it life changes real quick hey uh i'm gonna close this i'm gonna close the shade one second yeah do 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 what you got to do i there we go
0: so so every every day that you're not flirting with failure it's just a missed opportunity
1: yeah I mean honestly what I believe is if 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 you have if you plan your day and you can plan failing into your day every day you're going to be a happier person but that also means you've redefined what failure is failure is a way is a is a tool to progress it's not a tool to get it's not a tool to get frustrated it's not a tool to feel bad about yourself it's a it's a tool to progress it's just most people they it's been, you know, the definition of failure is, is skewed. They were not taught the proper definition of what failure is. It's you, you cannot be successful without failure. It's just the way it is. I mean, there's, and, and, there's, there's no two ways about it.
0: And, and, and without exception, if you're the best at what you do, you failed the
1: most. Well, I mean, look at, look right? at, uh, going back to Michael Jordan. He missed 9,000 shots in his career. That's a lot of failure to be one of the best players ever. I mean, failing 9,000 times? I mean, look at look what that did to him.
0: Uh Audrey says, uh Allison, I have the same brain as him. I think she means you. I feel like I have to get the absolute most out of every day and I'm always doing yes. something. I got to learn something every day even if it's a fact from Trish. Yes. <laughs> uh Trish, this guy is spitting facts. <laughs> Eric Brandt, sometimes you are just trying to slow the regression, age 69. 69. I am um, uh, yes, definitely 69. Uh, what, uh, um, do you sweat every day pretty, pretty hardcore?:
1: Oh, I, I have to break sweat every day. I'm a happier person with but here's the thing: it's people think, oh, is it training? No, you know what this is. This is called promoting your brain to give you the positive chemicals that come along with breaking a sweat. You know, here, here's something that it's, it's crazy. Most people, I mean, it wasn't until a few years ago that I started to understand some of the stuff. So an average, and forgive me when I, when I use these numbers, they're not exact, but I'm talking from a principal standpoint, a person, an average person has anywhere between like 50 and a hundred thousand thoughts per day. Right. Most, if not all, I hate to say all because I don't know that for sure, but most of those thoughts, are going to be accompanied by a chemical from your brain. So if you have primarily negative thoughts, your brain is primarily pumping negative chemicals into your bloodstream, which means this is, I mean, literally, it's proof now that people can worry themselves sick. Yeah. Well, now they're trying to prove that people can actually heal themselves with positive thinking. And this is not just... You know, when you say positive thinking, people dismiss it. Oh, just can't think positively. Everything worked. No, I agree. Thinking key. It's don't think positive thinking. Think about getting the negative shit out. When I trained, you know, like I've always been a go getter. Like I'm always like I'm up, I'm going. I used to wake up and immediately my brain would go to the problems I had to solve for the day. Well, in many cases, that was accompanied with some level of friction or stress. So, Right away, most of my life, my brain's been releasing negative chemistry into my bloodstream. And I've just been, you know, obviously making me a little uncomfortable right out of bed. So I'm on my way. Yes. But what I didn't realize is that if you start your day and you train your mind to get rid of all the negative thought process and allow your brain to see the good in what's going on around you, you're in a completely different space. Then when you attack your day, you're getting, you're seeing things differently. You're, you're seeing a more efficient way to get things done. You're using the, you know, the, the information that you get from a failure is perceived and you learn and you innovate better. That makes sense. It's like you can, you, you literally don't think positive thinking, think, get rid of the negative shit because then you're left with neutral or good thoughts. And I'm telling you right now, It's crazy. How much better you can make your day by eliminating the negative shit, the negative thought process, especially in the first like for me to train myself to do this. I have an alarm that wake that wakes me up. And then two minutes later, I have another alarm, which was just in time for me to finish taking a piss <laughs> that yeah. would remind me that in, all that alarm just went off. And, and it was just reminded me to not let my brain go into that space where I was going to be. I guess absorbing anything that was stressful. And not that, not that that's not part of the day, but get yourself into that positive position first. Let your brain pump out negative, or excuse me, positive chemicals rather than negative. <clears throat> now you're in a better space to succeed because you see things differently, you respond differently. You know, you're, we all do better at anything we do if we're happy, if we're bummed out, just that, you know, if you got, Two perceptions. You got your happy perception, your neck, and your unhappy perception. They're different. You see two different things, and uh, so it's it's pretty crazy how much control we have over our existence if we understand how to manipulate some of this shit.
0: When I see people who are negative, it's mostly because I think of negativity as people who can't accept what's happening. So for instance, I'd give you just some stupid example. Um, you, 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 uh, you go to vacuum your living room and your vacuum doesn't work and you're pissed. And it's like, there's no reason to be pissed. It's a fact. Then you go to the store and um, you meet a chick and uh, she gives you a blowjob. And then the guy behind the counter says that your vacuum has a warranty and you get a new vacuum cleaner for free. That's even better. (laughs) And now you were pissed but you got a blow job at the vacuum shop and you got a new vacuum cleaner for free. And it's like, (sighs) you totally fucked up by just like, you're not. um, I see people do that all the time around me. Anytime something that they perceive as negative or a hiccup in their day, they turn Mm -hmm. it into a narrative, a negative narrative. And it just seems like such a waste of, uh,
1: it doesn't seem fun. Well, check this out, brother. Yeah. I mean, this, a lot of the stuff I'm sharing with you is stuff that's been, in the last few years of my existence, you know, this is, I mean, yeah, I was old man I, shit, old man, 50, yeah, 50 I, shit. If, if I had known some of the stuff I'm talking about at 30, yeah, it would have been, you know, it would have been, I, I can only imagine. I don't think, Oh, <clears throat> you know, I wish I could change something. It would have just, I would have had a more, I mean, I already have had a very fulfilled, you know, journey, but I would have learned to soak up and smell more and feel more along the way. But it's it's crazy because what you're saying is so true because here's something that if people would understand this, it's a life changer as well. Life happens for you, not to you. You can realize that the shit that gets dumped in front of you is there for you to get better. So because whatever problem gets dumped in front of you, you realize, okay, when you get when you overcome that obstacle, there's a better version of yourself waiting for you on the other side or... You can realize you can play poor me and beat the victim drum. And basically, life just keeps spiraling in that position where why me, why me versus no. This is another opportunity for me to get better. So that vacuum breaks. OK, this is a bummer. But you go to the store knowing, OK, something's good going to happen because of this And in your example. Next thing you know, you're getting your dick sucked. Well, yeah. good. I guess the vacuum broke because I was going to get a blowjob. Right. Granted, weird example, but very true. So just like you said, okay, boom, this happens. The knee-jerk reaction is, it, erase that, push pause. Okay, this this blows, but there's going to be something good to come from that. I just don't know what it is yet. And when you live in that space where you realize that no matter what happens, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Life is a fucking different place. And I'm telling you right now, one of the biggest challenges for me was to get the people out of my life who didn't look at it that way because you're you are going you're you're so affected by the people that you spend time with and if you have nothing but negativity getting pumped into you from the people you spend time with, it's very, very difficult to retrain these thought processes that makes sense
0: uh, dude a hundred percent i just watched I watched chris Rock's um uh stand up last night. Yep. And at the end, he, he does a whole, uh, bit it's on Netflix. He does a whole bit on when Will Smith smacked the shit out of him. And, <laughs> and I'm like thinking he would never, you would never take that back for a million dollars. What a no. horrible night. And it's the best night of his life at the same time. Yeah. Totally. He wouldn't take, I guarantee you, he wouldn't take that back for a million bucks.
1: No. Are you kidding me? I mean, it's just, it's exactly it. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, granted, like one of my, here's a perfect example. One of my clients. He reached out and he said, you know, he said, I'm just looking for a little pick me up. He goes, I, I, this is the anniversary of one of my children that died shortly after birth five years ago is I'm having trouble getting through the day. Do do you have anything you can say to help me? And I basically sent him a, you know, I communicate with, with my people um, via like a voice memo. So it's not a text scenario. So they hear my voice. And they can talk to me, so it's it's that type of communication. It's voice to voice, and so I basically explained to him. I said, "Look, first off, I'm sorry that you're going through that. That's I I can't even imagine how difficult that must have been. However, what you got to remember is that she gave you a gift because she's gone. But because she's gone, she's giving you the opportunity to see just how important, how special your other children are, and if she hadn't passed. You would never see things. You would never see things the way that you do. So you have to thank her on her anniversary and love her and and basically explain to her that you know of course you wish she was here, but you thank her for giving you the gift of understanding how special the relationships are. You. you this is the kind of thing when you find the positive and the worst negatives. You realize there's some really powerful shit in there. It's just you've got to realize, okay, this really sucks. And it might take a little time to find that silver lining, but I'm going to find it. And when you do, it makes that bad situation so whole and so special and so powerful. And if you are dealing with situations, good and bad, but you're finding a way to turn the bad into good and learn from them or progress from them, life is a fucking beautiful place
0: there there's i I, I, before we got on the show i was looking for this one clip i wanted to show you that um i I never found it but i stumbled upon another clip it was um on uh, there's this guy chris williamson he has a podcast and he was talking about how he doesn't have kids but he's looking forward to having kids and that he was and then he it it was kind of funny is then he started talking about uh maybe i have it right here even let me see he started uh it's it's a pretty funny um piece because he's talking about Having kids and he doesn't know any, oh, oh yeah. This is funny on so many levels. Uh, But he says this, um, okay, here we go. It's this guy right here. Here we go. Part of the reason I can't wait to have kids is I can't wait to learn and go deep on parenting. Yeah. The best that you can read. He doesn't have kids and he can't wait to go deep on parenting. But then, then watch this. But then he tells us how to raise kids, which is just kind of funny. (laughs) He does. Kids is set a good example. Be there for them. Instill in them the values that you think would be effective. There's not really much else that's left to do. Yeah. I th- he says, "Be a good example for your kids," and I think so many people misunderstand what that means. That doesn't mean um, don't <clears throat> burp, don't fart, don't swear, don't. Um, d- w- what it means is how you re- what John was just saying. How you react to adversity, really big picture shit.
1: Yep. Because yep, you know. all that other stuff,
0: your kids gonna fill in, but yeah, how you. Know. you- how your mood, how you react when a rock hits your windshield and cracks
1: it, how you, 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 how are, are you, you getting, are you getting mad at shit you can't control? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, are and, you, and it, can,
0: do you take, do you love life? And that's what, that's all you need to teach your kid. It doesn't even fuck all that other nonsense that people are trying you know, to say
1: you teach your kid. And, and the, the, the thing that I've been totally pushing on my kids is you need to find what you like to do irregardless if you think you can make money doing it. And that's yeah. what we learned yeah. to monetize. Yeah. Because if if you like the, the, my biggest blessing was as a little fat fucker, I knew what I wanted. I had no idea. You, how You, were, I you were a fat kid. I was. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was one of my biggest fucking blessings. I yeah. mean, being I had a whopping learning disability, you know, I mean, I was a late fucking bloomer. I mean it was like for me I had to work twice as hard just to be average the first chunk of my life which was hands down my biggest blessing cuz I learned to put in that work and next thing you know that work ethic was instilled and and I was fucking dumb enough to believe not I was just dumb enough not to believe the tell to to believe the, the people that told me I could not so I had this brutal work ethic really good unwavering and I knew what I wanted and I was dumb enough to not listen to the people that told me I was an idiot. So I just kept going. Next thing you know, fucking I'm getting paid to do what I love to do. I mean, everything that I've done in life is somehow leads back to lifting weights. That's a fucking beautiful thing.
0: John, Mm -hmm. when I look at the, um, so I used to go to the um, Arnold and Mr. Universe to film um, arm wrestling competitions. I was, I was a filmmaker Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then so uh, in the, uh, I, in 2005, 2006, I started getting into CrossFit and I started, and that's where I, I spent the last 15 of my years, my fitness journey. But when I used to go to the Arnold and the Olympia, those people look like freaks to me. Do, do you know what I mean by that? Like, like, like they had yeah. pathol, like they had pathologies. Like my, <clears throat> I, I have a buddy, um, uh, who <clears throat> I'm sure that you know the liver King. Right. And, <clears throat> And he and um, I, I knew him before he was the Liver King. And now that he, you know, he went through the whole steroid scandal, if you want to call it that. And he came out and basically said, "Hey, I have these, um, I have these deep insecurities, these pathologies. I'm an insecure, scared man. That's why I did all of this." You know, and and he went down that route. Is is is, is that is that the manifestation of all of all of like? part of well, like i i want to be buff and i want to have my shirt off but i don't think like i'm and i i want women to just like i, I want i all the stuff that people say that they don't want people to like i would love it if some woman loved me for superficial reasons like hey <laughs> uh, i fucking think you're an idiot but i just look at your body and i just want to fuck
1: the shit out of I you i just, I just, I just want to take your clothes off <laughs> yeah
0: can i just fuck you and you never talk to me i'll be like all right uh, that hurts my feelings a little but <laughs> but I never got that. I I'm torn between this. Like, mm. are these men acting out because someone made fun of us because we were little fat boys?
1: Well, or, I mean, for, 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 there's no or, question for me. I mean, for most people, I'm sure lifting weights has to do with something. You're you're like for me. I can only truly answer for me. But I'll tell you right now, <laughs> I didn't. Have it looks
0: sex. fun being as strong as you. It looks fun having <laughs> your body but, but well, it also looks like a shitload of work and like what, what's pushing that? What's the sand, well, piece of totally. sand caught in your...
1: So my evolution started off because I was that fat little boy. I was the scared little boy. I didn't have self-esteem. And so the weight room is what gave all that to me, right? <clears throat> and as I realized that I was pretty good at it, you know, there's a phase where it's very superficial. At very first for me, it was just to kind of fill in those voids, which it did. And I became that person where... I mean, keep in mind, physically, you change faster than you mentally. I mean, even at 51, I can still look in the mirror and see that fucking fat little 15-year-old boy. So you never really get rid of it. Wow. That okay. makes sense? Yeah, <clears> yeah. But yeah. for me, it started off as filling in the voids, right? Then it turned into more of a superficial thing because you're in your, you know, late teens, early 20s, mid-20s, where you're really fucking finding yourself. You know what I mean? You, you have no clue who you are. And then as you start to get a little older, you start to learn more about yourself. And then for me, I started to realize this is like, I, this is what it's like my Prozac. It became a spiritual thing for me pretty quickly. Like I wrote in my first book, I learned more about myself in a squat rack than I have in any other one place on the planet. Like when I was Mm. telling you how I would. And seven hundred pounds was just one example. I used to do it with every weight. I would do it with four plates, five plates. You just name it. I would put on, I would put on a certain amount of weight and say, "Okay, I'm going to do this until I fail." And for me, it was that it was it was the journey of of going deep inside myself. And so it wasn't just I wasn't the guy that was just doing it to look a certain way. I was doing it to be the guy that that found a new place. In you know, in my spirit, in my you know mental capacity, that's what it turned out to be for me. And then as I got older, you know, and I'm now all of a sudden I, I became you know pro strongman. I you know I was wrestling pro bodybuilder. Now <clears throat> all this stuff was was like a springboard and leverage for me to to you know have a good life. But the reason I keep doing it, the reason I'll never stop, is because it's spiritual. It's like my church. I don't, I mean, granted in the beginning, it was filling in the voids Then it was extremely superficial. And then the more I did it, the more I started doing it for me, it became, it's very powerful. It's like, you know, my, my like, for example, my mom <clears throat> did not understand what I was doing. I mean, said, you know, many times, when are you going to be normal again? You know, <laughs> but then as I, <clears throat> as she saw my progression in my life and started to understand, you know, you know. Cause she could see my enjoyment in my life. Now she says, you know, I realize now that your training is, is like your meditation. Mm. And it really is because it's that place where I, the rest of the world leaves. And that's that time, you know, when meditate, like I, I do normal meditation now also, but keep in mind, it's actually a fight for it. I do it in this chair. Actually, I sit in this fucking chair at four 30 in the morning and it's quiet, and, you know, my brain is, I get my brain in that positive spot. You know how fucking difficult it is to keep thoughts from invading your brain? Well, guess what? When you're under a fucking 500 pounds, and you're at rep 22, and you don't know when you're going to finally fall down, your brain is fucking clear. Your brain is quiet. There is no other thoughts in there. And so that's the that's the whole thing, is to answer your question, for me, and I can only truly talk for myself i'm sure there's similarities for other people but that's the progression is it was <clears throat> filling in voids to very superficial because you know to a certain extent your life is kind of superficial because you don't sure. really understand existence don't, food eating you, sex yeah you just don't understand who you are yet and then as i started to find myself and find my enjoyment in my pathway of my life's work because my life's work the foundation of my life's work has been lifting weights and having how I use lifting weights to, to grow and, you know, spiritually evolve. But now I look for ways I I don't go into my training with, okay, I need to lift a certain amount of weight. I look at, okay, how do I put the series of exercises together to give me that spot that I, I want to be in so, so badly. It's like that, that mental spiritual place that I get to visit. Every time I train as I get older, I have to train less often, which kind of bums me out, but I realize that if I train too often i can't i my body my physically my body won't allow me to go to that place that I want to go to Does that makes sense
0: oh yeah, hundred percent um the thought of uh getting underneath you know uh you know five hundred pounds uh, taking five hundred pounds off the back squat and telling yourself you're not allowed to put it down until you fail
1: it, it, oh, it, it's you know fucking amazing.
0: It, it's it's tantamount to like if you were in a if you were in your office right now and I threw a king cobra in the room and then locked the door, your brain would come to a complete fucking stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. You would focus on that cobra and you'd That's be like, it. "Holy fuck, <laughs> where where did that thing land?"
1: <laughs> You're not worried about anything else on the planet yeah, other than yeah. how the fuck to get out of the office without getting bit.
0: Your wife well, could what? have just died. and That'll go away because you, you know, got to get out of that fucking room. I'm
1: telling you, and then and then so what? And that's
0: the is, premise of your deep water programming, right? Swim gonna, out to where be, you think exactly. you're going to drown, and then hey, yeah, listen. <laughs>
1: when you're surviving, you're yeah. not thinking about anything else, baby. Yeah. You're not thinking about anything else. But so the the whole idea of swimming out to shore, swimming offshore, or that set of squats, even when you're done, like say that you know I I took a set to where I, you know I dumped it. Just that was the point. Didn't make it to what weight it was you have that like supreme, like really interesting clarity, like we discussed with the Cobra, right? But then after the set or after you get the Cobra out of your office, you still have a, a, it it doesn't go away. It's, it slowly goes away, but there's a long period of time where that clarity remains. Yeah. And so like when I exercise in the morning, it's not about cardio. It's not about exercise. It's about creating clarity in my mind. I do like a, you know, three minute blitz, which is just to fucking get myself huffing and puffing where I can't feel like I, I can't continue that pace to the point where, okay, I got to stop. And as soon as I catch my breath, it's like a whole different you is there. And, and again, I'm, it's what I'm explaining is that training for me now is really more of a, it's, it's more of a quality of life it's spiritual growth it's it's such a different dimension than it once was when i was just going to the gym to you know fuck what was remember the remember that remember the pants we used to wear that were the striped tights and shit you know ha- like, like the mc the, hammer the, the, shit the, the, the hot skins remember the hot skins that were tights you know
0: <laughs> i don't remember that i don't but no, but I, you know, I can i can i think i can see it
1: yeah. but i mean now it's like i i prefer to train by myself not in a gym because I anything that's anybody else in my space when I'm training is taking away from my meditation, if you will. It'll be like trying yeah, there you go. That's uh, the that's the newer version of hot skins. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah, see, the old ones were just those red lines, top to bottom. It was just there was no other. Shit I do there. remember those.
0: I was, I, I listen. I, I was, I. The most I ever weighed in my life was one eighty. I walk around at one sixty. That's like what you curl yeah. like. So I, I was not <laughs> allowed to wear pants like that.
1: <laughs> but you know, the thing about it is, is <clears throat> you, we we're, we're really talking about is learning a skill set here, and I use lifted weights to develop my skill set. And then I take that skill set and I applied it to everything else I've done. <clears throat> you know, I created and sold my first business as an entrepreneur in my mid twenties. What um, business, you know, you, John? So, it was basically, I started a painting business. So, I had a few other businesses I started right out of college, but they all failed. And I was like, okay, I need to have, I, I, I need to get on the board here. You know, I need, I need to have a win, even if it's not a win that I think is the most fun. I need a win. <laughs> so I started a painting company because I used to paint houses in college I and mean, I would just, I mean, I would just go knock on doors, say, hey, I'll paint your house for 1500 bucks. Well, in those days I could hire a buddy to, to work for 10 bucks an hour. He was happy as hell, cost me a few hundred bucks of paint. I'd make a thousand bucks in a week. You know, as a college kid, this is like 1992. I could make
0: That's
1: you know, thou- like four grand a month as a college kid. Yeah. So I was like, okay. I'm graduated. <clears throat> i am I'm got a major in theology, minor in philosophy. Unless I'm going to go be a priest, my, my education doesn't really help me. I guess I'm going to, you know, I started these other little businesses that failed. So I was like, I'm going to go back to what I know.
0: Were you looking for is, God, by the way? Is that why you chose those majors? Were you looking no, for no. God?
1: No, <clears throat> okay. no I, I, I basically chose those majors because I went to college to to lift weights my mom you know basically i told us I, I want to go for five years i mean keep in mind i i showed up to college at like a fucking probably an eighth grade reading level that's a whole nother story but uh, either way i i went to college and just started going to college and then and those days you had a counselor it was a small private school <clears throat> so you actually would call you this is before email You'd call me hey we have to declare a major you know and i'm like well what am I closest to? He goes, I'll call you back tomorrow. So he calls me back, said, Hey, well, you're closest to theology. And if we do this right, and you can pass logic, you're going to get a minor in philosophy. Also. I said, well, there's the plan. Let's go. Wow. Wow. So that's how it went. But uh, yeah. So anyway, I basically said, okay, I'm going to, I was making money as a college kid. Now I'm going to start a business and do it. So first year, completely illegal. No license, no insurance. <clears throat> you know, got it off the ground. Uh, basically built it up. Twenty employees. Sold it year five for half a million bucks. And this would have been, in, Jesus Christ, this would have been in uh, early two thousands, which is a pretty good grip, you know, especially for a you know a kid,
0: Dude, so to speak. That's fucking yeah. amazing. That's yeah. for a business you started in college five
1: years later, you sold for a half million. And what did they well, get no, for the money? I, they I get your client
0: a, list. They get in your employees. Money.
1: I didn't even, it wasn't even a, a business that rolled over from college. It was just a, a, I used to make money in college. There was a, probably a two year gap of me failing in other businesses before I started the painting company. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but uh, no. So when you sell a business, it's kind of weird. I, I didn't, I learned a lot through that process. And again, this is a whole thing. Doing something new. When you do something new, you learn. It's unbelievable. Well, to sell a business, there's a there's a multiplier based upon the strength of the market. When I was selling my business, the multiplier was, I can't remember, I think it was 1.5, but it could be as high as 2.5. So the time that I sold it, I actually was kind of in a, the bottom part of the market. I, if I had sold it you know, six or nine months before, or who knows later, I would have got even more money for it. But it was part of my progression. I was ready to turn pro in straw man. So I know that I knew that it was just part of what I needed to do. What they do is you got to, to sell a business. You have to create a business that operates itself. So I wasn't working in the business. That makes sense. I was just the owner of the business. And you can say, okay, look, I'm going to take this function entity and I'm going to sell it and give it to you. And it'll continue to run itself as long as you watch over the bank accounts, that type of thing. You know what I mean? So they look at what the, the total revenue. And then there's a multiplier, they run it through. And that tells you how much the sale of the business is going to be for. But keep in mind, if I had been working in my business, like if I was estimating or if I was doing something, then it was not really a sale, a sellable business. That makes sense.
0: No, explain that to me again. That last
1: part, if what? So, so if let's just say that I was working in the business, let's say I was estimating or I was running crews. Right. Well, now to sell the business, I'd have to be selling me too. Because oh, right, partner. right, right. Okay. But if you want to sell a business and walk away, it has to be operating without you having a daily responsibility. I'm
0: not selling this podcast because it has to come with me.
1: There we go. There and and go. I guess
0: a lot of companies do do that, right? Like then, then if you sell the company, they'll be like, "Hey, you got to stay on a CEO yeah, for two total. years."
1: Yeah, and that's and that what that's happening is that's transitioning you out and somebody else in. Right. That makes sense. <clears throat> right. And, you know, for me, I was just ready to cut loose of the thing and go start my true life's work, which was, you know, I was, I turned pro and strong man. it was like, it was time to go. I was getting, you know, I was going to Europe. I mean, I was competing. It was like, my dream was starting to unfold right in front of me. It was time to get rid of the shit that I did. The painting company basically gave me the ability to continue to chase my dream. I I made money. I had the time to train. Um, you know, probably one of the bigger problems with that was <clears throat> all of a sudden I've got money and I got time. I just about, I almost got distracted fucking off with going to bars and shit because, you know, first time a young kid's got a bunch of money, a bunch of time. It's easy to get looking yeah. at the wrong things, you know,
0: Andrew, that's the problem with most CrossFit gyms. The owner is the business. And so then they can't sell the gym, I guess is what he's saying. Cause yeah. they're, yeah. Uh, um, you know, you just pointed something out to me. Um, there was a, a a point in my life where I got rid of everything I own and I wanted to walk the earth as an ascetic, you know, just like Jesus or the Buddha. And w- when I was in that, I was in that phase for like five years. And when I was doing that, I was the only person I know who didn't do drugs. There was one other guy in five years who wasn't a drug addict. And you made me, and part of the cool thing about being homeless is you see that the you, you can literally sit still and watch that the universe is conspiring to help you. That, but what most people did because they couldn't handle the intensity of being homeless and being completely unaware of what was going to happen next because you didn't have shelter they get into drugs mm. or or and it's a, i was just thinking about that what an enormously missed opportunity to be homeless, but not live life like a religious man. And there's yeah. this guy I know, John, his name is Dor. He, he was Fitness Lonnie, then he was Dorian, and now he has some Buddhist name. And he's been a monastic monk now for, like uh, I want to say he's approaching 10 years. And he's never allowed, as a monastic monk, you're not allowed to eat unless someone gives you food. So this motherfucker will go <laughs> in Alabama, dude. He'll be in <laughs> Alabama, like visiting family. He's gotta wake up at four in the morning, put on his Buddhist robe, and walk around doing what I think they call it alms. Wow. And he says, People people like me and you, curious motherfuckers like us, will walk up to him and be like, Hey, what's up? What you doing? And he'll be like, oh, I'm you know, I'm doing my alms and be like, Oh, can I can I buy you some food? And and he says it happens. And he he gets to witness the universe work to conspire to help him because yeah. he he can sit through that kind of that in yeah. that intensity, that un, that uncertainty that maybe um, you get from putting 500 pounds on your back or you get from swimming two miles out yeah. in the middle of the ocean. Um, uh, it, it, it's still it, it's fabricated, but I don't mean that in a negative
1: way. Uh, No, no, I totally, I see where you're coming from. It's it's his, it's his version of basically, of basically quieting down all the noise, you know, flirting
0: and by flirting with failure and going into the unknown, into the abyss. Absolutely. 100%. I
1: love it. I love it. And that's the thing is that everybody has their own formula to do this. Just because we're talking about what I've done doesn't mean that's, that's somebody else's path. That was my path. And it was a motherfucker for me to figure out my own path.
0: You right. I mean, right, right. And
1: so I think the biggest thing that for people to understand is, is just move forward. You're, you're going to, you're, you're going to learn from moving forward. You're not going to learn from sitting still trying to fucking figure shit out. You know, it's the moving forward. That's going to give you feedback of what you like, what you don't like, what works, what doesn't work. And that data that you're collecting by continually stepping forward, that's what you need to find, you know, Your path, your fulfillment, your enjoyment in life—that makes sense. Yeah. Hey, before you answer, before you say, I got to take a piss. Forgive me. Yeah, please, please. I drink. I drink before. I drink like a liter of water. White when I wake up. I drink a liter and a half when I'm training. So I'm, you know, two and a half liters deep. But hold on, one second.
0: I love it when the when the guest uh, has to pee before me. That's, uh, hey, dude, that's at least ten guests.
2: That's yeah. That's a win. That's a win for you there, huh?
0: Yeah, uh, Souza. That's uh, if we've had, let's say, eight hundred shows, five hundred guests. I, I, I'm at least uh, ten guests. I've outladdered them.
2: Awesome. We'll meet them so we don't hear them pee there. Give what's up the with privacy. your voice? No, no. Let we should hear. him. Oh, what's up with <clears throat> your um? What's up with your voice? Oh, I don't know. Probably just tired.
0: Uh, it sounds it sounds scratchy. Like you were out singing last night. No, no. This guy one hundred percent pisses like a racehorse. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Hey, someone wrote in the comments in YouTube yesterday, as uh, soon as you started talking about women, I unsubscribed.
2: <laughs> Triggered.
0: <laughs> How – I, there's no one who's nicer. Uh, there's no one who's nicer to women than me. I, I I'm completely happy with the woman being the president of Harvard. But I but I don't. But I'm completely respect and think the most uh, noble thing a woman can do is have kids and raise kids. Like how the fuck am I ever disrespectful to women?
2: Hey, it's it's not your it's fault. Mind boggling. You I took hate notes here. We got we got 18. Let's say everybody's awake for 18 hours a day. Out of those 18 hours a day, there's on average 64,800. Uh, Seconds in that day. And on average, there's per day 60 to 70,000 thoughts that go through your head, which averages out to about (sighs) 1.08 thoughts or 0.92, just round it to one thought per second of the day. And those individuals that react that way are clearly just consuming negative input all the time, whether it be what they're watching, whether it be what they're eating, or whether it be what they're hearing. So then all they're doing is they're just waiting to react. So all those thoughts are brewing, then they have a trigger point. Now, I react. So, they don't actually have any control over what's happened. It's pre programmed thoughts of negativity yes, that is just waiting brother. to project or reach out. Yeah, I got that. Dude, I was writing that down when you guys were talking,
1: John. I was say, to brother. You, says, so you just what you just explained is so fucking crystal clear. I love it when I hear somebody say it back because a lot of times when I'm talking about it, it's almost hard to, I feel like I'm not articulating it very well because I get excited because I'm like, this is something that has changed me so, so much in terms of just. Keeping, you know, keeping a good position mentally, and then anyway, yeah, good shit, man. But yeah, I totally yeah. agree with you. It's like people sometimes they're they're so cocked and ready to react to something negative because all they're doing, it's like, it think of it like this: you can only give what you have, and if you've only got negativity, you're only going to give negativity. Think about it. It's like, if I can't give you the oranges that I don't have.
0: Right, right, right. right,
1: (laughs) So so when you're filled with love and you're filled with optimism, you're going to give a lot of that shit off. When you're filled with negativity and hate, guess what's coming out of you?
2: That's right. No. Yeah. They call it the black box and CrossFit, which is like all we're doing is focusing on the uh, the inputs and then seeing what the output is. So if all my inputs are just constantly negative, you already know by default that all yeah. the all the output that's going to come yes. out is also going to be negative. Yeah. Consumption's yes. more than it. diet.
0: Andrew Hiller, yes. I'm a big fan of John's traps and hat. Too.
2: <laughs> you too can have those
0: traps and Mr. Hiller. <laughs> um uh, and that ha- hey, um that is- so that's what the professionally offended are they're just like demanding like i say something nice about uh p- p- positive and upbeat about women and someone ha- thinks i'm saying something negative they just they're just looking
2: it's all they could find it's all they seek what you see people yeah.
0: find like i'm like what? wow breastfeeding is a beautiful thing and like five people write in the comments you fucking asshole some women can't
1: breastfeed whoa 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 what? easy easy <laughs> You know, here's the thing, you, you, somebody, no matter what a person says, yeah. there's going to be positive, negative reaction. And it all feeds back to exactly what we're talking about. The people yeah. that are primed to look for negativity, yeah. they're going to find negativity in what you say. The people that are primed to look for positivity, they're going to find positivity in what you say. So it's really has nothing to do with you unless you were trying to be negative, that of course you're going to get attacked from that. But if you make a perfectly neutral statement, you're going to have people from both sides because they're they're basically giving what they've got.
0: Mm-hmm. It, or, or like, I, I don't, I, I don't even know if I think in terms of those terms, John, like if you and I walked into a room and there were 10 women and nine of the women chose to mate with you because of your body. And they're like, I want my kids to be strong and turn out like that. And then there's one Jew chick in there. Who's like, he has a giant nose and he looks like he has a tremendous earning potential. I'm going <laughs> to go with the five foot five <laughs> Armenian guy. Like, I'm not, I'm not offended at all. Like I get it. <laughs> if I'm a woman, I don't want a five foot guy who's fat. Not that I'm fat, but I, 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 I want there's not like just accept kind of the truth. Like, I would love to mate with the woman who's six feet tall and 25 years old with the hair as thick as fucking ropes like it has not like don't be fucking offended. Like, just it's OK. We're all working with what the best we have. A vaginal birth is much better than C-section 100% of the time. Are oh, you fucking
1: asshole? Some of us can't blah, blah, blah. Dude, easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just easy. I ain't hating. Yeah. I mean, it's the thing it, That's exactly, I mean, it, 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 well, here's the thing. I mean, when it comes right down to it, is that no matter what you say, there's yeah. going to be negativity. So the way I look at it is I just don't address it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know, like I get, I've I made a living so addressing it, <laughs> <laughs> so my, you know, so many of, you know, so many of like fans and such will come into my DMS and different social media and say, God, why don't you defend yourself? I said, I, I don't address that. I don't accept or address negativity. And it's because it's life is too short to even feel like my wife, she can't look at the the stuff that people say, but I'm like, honey, it's Okay. It, you know, it's, 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 it's just the way it is, you know, no matter dude, what. what. Would
0: someone be negative to you about, like saying that your, your training technique is not the fastest way to get big and you're fuck, you're stuck oh, in the dude. fucking 1980s. Oh,
1: dude. I mean, it's, it's, oh, I mean, it's, it's keep in mind. It's crazy. It's social media now. It's, it's not just me. It's, it's, I shouldn't say anybody who has done something that's outside of the norm. Seems yeah, you to put your, taxed. you put your ass on the line. Someone Ooh, attacks. Yeah. I mean, you, it's in, in, forgive me. I hate to make blanket statements, but you'll find, you know, just about everybody has negativity, some sort of hate in their social media. And it's because, you know, it seems that now people they'll spend a little time on social media before they go to bed, throwing turds at people because it makes it, they think it makes them feel better about themselves. The fact that they didn't go to the gym or they didn't do what they were supposed to do or whatever it is that they're struggling with internally well, they're just going to say, oh, well, this guy X, Y, Z, and it somehow makes them feel better. When in actuality, all it does is put them deeper in whatever they're feeling. They just don't right. know right. it. right? You know, but I, I sometimes regret
0: people- 99% of the things I write on the internet. Like anytime I respond <laughs> to someone like later on, I'm like, I wish I wouldn't have said that to that person.
1: You know, but but here's the thing, brother, flip it around. People yeah. sometimes like if someone makes a comment that it's just, they put a lot of effort into it. Like, one of these fucking comments, you know, like a, that you you almost, you have to scroll to see it. And I'm like, Oh my God, if this guy wrote all this poorly. I'll respond. <laughs> I won't do it publicly. I'll do it in, in like, well, every once in a while, I Will but I'll just, I'll say, I'll say, brother, are you okay? Do you, you, you having a bad day? Do you need a hug?
2: You right. know? And right.
1: because I mean, number one, it's kind of like, holy smokes. Why did you take 45 minutes of your day to write that whole thing about negative shit? And number two, if, Taking shots at me makes you feel better. I'll be your punching bag. I'm okay right. either way. Right. Right. You know, and I, sometimes I'll say that. I'll say, hey, if, if you know, taking shots at me makes you feel better, I'm your punching bag, brother. Go ahead. And yeah, and you're, you're they, a good dude. And they just don't. The thing is, they don't know how to respond to that. Yeah. Because, right. they're, because they're waiting for me to fire back like, oh, blah, blah. No, I I, I won't. I won't step my own character down to do that. I'll go right. up by saying, are you OK? And maybe have a little fun with it. Do you need a hug? <laughs> but but the bottom line is I'm never going to throw a turd. Somebody throws a turd at me. I'm not going to throw a turd back. It's now I'm, no, now I'm no better than they are.
0: Can you imagine like um, you, you drive by John like you fucking asshole. You took my parking spot. And John looks out. He's got a tank top on. He puts his fucking giant arm out the window. He's like, it's cool, brother. I'm sorry. love you. You're like, fuck, I just dodged a bullet.
1: No, no, you know, and the thing about it is I was I tell I told my kids, I say, look, you know, you you have to realize that you cannot be affected by what if if you're affected by what somebody says to you, you're giving that person control. Yeah, I said. So if we're walking down, let's just say the three of us are walking down the street. Someone walks up to me and says, you know, you're you're a fucking cocksucker. I say, well, you, you might be right. Have a wonderful day. Right, you know, right. because it's, it, it just, it's not, there's no way that's going to penetrate me and how I get rid of it. I basically agree or partially agree because now there's nothing else to say, right. It's done. It's gone. Right, You know, and that, that's what I want, you know, when like talk about going back to the, the, the gentleman that was talking about how to raise kids, you know, it's, how to basically not react, I think was one of the things you said. And when you that's can choose- a huge
0: premise of parenting. Do not oh. react. Do not let your pa- kids see you react.
1: Yes. Yeah. And when, and when you, and that's something that I grew up with, you know, I grew up with a real, like, there was nobody ever raised their voices in the house I grew up in ever. I mean, oh, I don't ever remember. It. I don't ever remember somebody yelling as a child ever. And, you know, in my house, you know, Do you know how to fight with your wife?
0: Don't you think some fighting is important, though?
1: You know, it's crazy because here's the thing. It, it's going back in my life. There was a period where, and I didn't connect these fucking dots it, until later, but you get in a fight, right? And then you have this wicked makeup sex, right? Well, yeah, then yeah. what happens is you start to create the problem looking <laughs> for the reward. Oh, oh,
0: wow. And I was wow,
1: like, wow. motherfucker, I can have that fucking... Right. killer fucking evening without all the turmoil up front. Right. But as people, we, so that's the thing. We, we end up doing these things. And a lot of times we do not even know we're doing it. It's not until we step back and start to realize, okay, let, let's look at the things that are good and the things that are bad. And, and let's try to understand how we can learn from the things that are bad to promote more good until you actually start to ask yourself questions and truly understand why you're doing what you're doing. You, it's like, you people will just continue to follow this pattern and not having a clue what's, what's going on.
0: So cut out the middleman, don't fight and just have the sex.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, the thing about it is, is what I realize is that, you know, having a disagreement or having a, I don't need to be right. I I need to be happy. So I'll be wrong to be happy any day of the week. And I, and if I ever find myself lobbying or, or positioning myself to be right, I pretty much am guaranteeing myself that I'm creating discomfort in my space. And I'm mm-hmm. doing it to myself. Because it's not about who's right or who's wrong. It's about creating that, you know, th- th- that serenity. It's about creating that fulfilled space. It's about enjoying the, the the people that you love that you allow in your space, not proving to them you're fucking right. Mm.
0: You know, when you were saying this, I was seeing this imagery. We have this kind of this big theme on the um, on the show that you should lean into attack. So like if someone yells at you, you meathead motherfucker, you're like, that's right. Or someone like yells at me, you short motherfucker. I'm like, you don't even know. (laughs) I used to be five, five now, five, four. And when you were when you were describing this, like, don't be offended. I pictured these two cells turning into one like when someone's yeah. being aggressive to you just stand stand closer to them and become one with them just kind of like it's okay it's so easy to yeah. nullify this shit yeah it's so I easy to just become to one with you yeah
1: yeah and, and again when someone throws a turd at you and you don't throw a turd back it's over
0: yeah, yeah.
1: it's over and the best part is you feel good like
0: it yes. doesn't make
1: a difference how bad someone offends you when you when you act offensive back like in, in when I was younger, when I would, you know, act in a way that I wasn't proud of, I would go back and I would apologize to the person and they would say, oh, you don't have to apologize. And I I'll be honest, I'm not doing this for you. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I'm doing it right. for me because right. I, I need, I I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry I did this and I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid to say it to you, but I'm also saying it because this is what I need to do for me to be whole. For me to move forward from this, because I acted inappropriately, or I said some things that I shouldn't have said, or whatever it was, you know. And <clears throat> it's you feel better about yourself when you know you did the right thing, when you know you acted accordingly. We all make mistakes, and taking accountability for them. I mean, my my little girls. I've I've actually, their goodness, the youngest one is eighteen now. God damn but I pulled them aside that the two younger ones and pulled them aside and said, look, <clears throat> I, I just, I'm going to tell you a couple of stories about how I just didn't, I wasn't very nice to your mom on a few of these occasions. And I'm telling you this because I I want you to hear it from me that I recognize it wasn't right. And I'm sorry that I did it. And I'm doing it because I need you to understand that I'm sorry for what I did. And it's, it's, that it's you feel better when you address the things that you've done wrong and you admit you've done wrong and you try to do better. Right. Right. It's, it's sort of
0: like that Catholic confession shit, too.
1: I guess it just depends if, if it's truly done because you're supposed to do it or is it done because that's what they tell you to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's well that's that's the line in the sand you know I,
0: I i hear we were talking about this the other day on the show like if my if my wife cheated on me um god forbid a, a huge part of me would want her to tell me so that she could free herself of the guilt because like i like people are like fuck that bitch i dump her well i, I <laughs> that's a whole different subject i don't know if i would or if i wouldn't but i don't want to live with someone who has who who has to keep a secret from me I don't, yeah. w- I don't want like, I don't, I don't want anyone. I, I, I feel sorry for people who have to keep secrets. Lies suck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That truth yeah, it, will
0: set you free. Yeah. Shit is, and, and I think that it's a cousin to that apology and honesty and transparency. It's like,
1: yeah, for sure. You know, and when you're younger, like when I was younger, I didn't value how powerful honesty was. Yeah, me neither. A, me neither. along with that, usually that means you're not honest with yourself either. Right. Because when you're honest, you tend to be honest. And if you're dishonest, you're dishonest. And that went along with, you know, when you're not quite being honest to those around you, you're usually not quite being honest with yourself. And that honesty is what really helps you grow.
0: It's like a, a I'll tie it back to that to that women thing. I'll say nice things about women. And people will take offense like it was rude because they're not being honest with themselves. And the fact is, is that they truly hate women. They hate the 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 the, the woman's form. They hate a woman, and so they project that onto me. I give you an example. I could wear a shirt that says "I love vaginas," and someone would be offended. <laughs> and it would be like, and why is that? Do you think that there's something offensive about the vagina and its thousand folds of skin? Like what what what, what? I'm sorry. And, and and they and they'll project that onto you. I see that word in this new generation of misogyny being thrown around all the time. And it's completely misused. I see, see someone is exalting a woman or uplifting a woman appreciating a woman and they see it as hatred. Well, the reason why is somehow they've taught, they've been taught that there's something offensive about the woman. And it's like, <clears throat> they, they, Look,
1: it's like, and that goes back to what we're talking about. People, some, they like they don't really even understand why they believe what they believe. They've been programmed right, a certain right. way. Right. You know, kind of like we talked about a failure. Most people don't even know why they, they veer away from it. They Most people aren't honest with themselves enough to realize that they do choose to avoid it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and it's like that, that was where I was, you know, where there was a certain point when my early, you know, that's that more surface existence where I hadn't found myself, where I just admitting failure was very difficult for me. It, it was made me feel very insecure. It kind of went back to that. Fat little boy that didn't have self-esteem that had a hard time. It wasn't until you started to, you know, really, really be honest and open with yourself how powerful that shit is. And when you start to realize, God, why do I believe this? Most people don't even know why they believe what they believe. It's just right, right. They've they've just learned it through watching other people in our society. So they're reacting to you and in your t-shirt about vaginas or whatever it is. Yeah. It, they don't even know why they're doing it. It's just, they've been bred to believe that they should react to a statement like that.
0: I, I, I've been, I've been in the last 10 years addicted, maybe even more in the last than the three years uh, to get to, to, I, I guess the, the term would be red pilling myself, but like waking up to all the things that I believed without understanding them, without looking into them like, Oh shit. Oh, my. Really? I thought that. Uh, Let me read this real quick. Uh, Extra sloppy uh, uh, for John. People tend to interact more with content they disagree with, but too often people take things way too personally. Kudos to John for having such broad shoulders, literally and figuratively. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right on brother hey what what is the what is the little 9.99 right there what is that i mean? just made,
0: i just made ten dollars don't worry about that john
1: don't worry about that. i just made ten dollars off your shoulder don't worry about that i, about that. I love it no I, and, and that's 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 i'm glad that because realistically we sit here and we talk this way we hope that it's helping people see a different dimension but and true to what we're saying, a lot of people are going, oh, these fucking dipshits don't have a fucking clue. They need to do this. They need to do that. Well, y- y- we do need to do a lot of it. And we're in the, in the journey of doing things that we need to do, and we're learning in the process. But the difference is that we're not taking our time to talk smack about you. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I, saw,
0: <laughs> I, I I saw, um, uh, I don't know if you, we, uh, before this president, we had an orange-haired president uh, named Donald Trump. And he referred to El Salvador as a shithole country. And uh, people called him racist for that. And I'm looking now. There's I don't know if you've seen, but there's a lot of viral videos talking about what's going on in El Salvador. El Salvador for the last five years has been the murder capital of uh, planet Earth. They have more murders there per capita than anywhere else on planet Earth. And their president has basically arrested 2% of their population, John, in the last 300 days. They're building these massive prisons, and they, and they haven't had a murder in 300 days in El Salvador well, clearly, and they're
1: changes something <laughs> and
0: dude and these videos are crazy when you see one pop across your feed it's thousands of bald-headed fucking dudes with fucking huge tattoos on their fucking back that say ms13 and g13 and fuck me 13 all over them and they're all and it's all men it's weird why why don't why how come there's no women in these prisons uh, equal rights, <laughs> equal right uh, but anyway and and i'm thinking to myself uh at, at what point do you just go, okay, maybe he was right. Maybe that country was a shithole. Yeah, these are the pictures coming out of fucking El Salvador. Have you seen these? It's Duh. fucking nuts, dude. And it's what am thousands am I, what I, on, of dudes. What were what,
1: what, what we looking at there? What are they doing? What?
0: They're, they're, they're loading them up into prisons. They're just going on the streets and collecting fucking all the gang members. And the president oh has a 90% approval rating. And so I see Holy these people. Shit. Yeah. And hey, dude, John, if they move, they shoot them.
1: You're fucking kidding me!
0: No, and it's crazy.
1: I They're didn't ba- even know. I didn't understand what I was looking at at first. I was like, "What? What am I seeing here?" It's like some oh, Hollywood shit. movie. But <clears throat> I'm tripping. That like, like,
0: I, I'm not defending the orange-haired guy at all. I don't want to. I just, I, it's, it's just a thought experiment. Like. It's it's the murder capital of planet Earth. You can't cut this guy any leeway for calling that country a shithole. Maybe it's offensive. Maybe it's too strong. Maybe it's not. It's a lot of things. But but it's not racist.
1: Well, but brother, but right now, I don't know that there's ever been a worse time in our existence to, to talk about politics. You know, when people say you want to talk about politics, I'll say you, you can, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> fair, because fair. because no matter no matter what you no matter which name you say on yeah. either side someone is gonna fucking throw a turd at you yep right there's you, no you winning can. that argument that's it you, you, that's probably one of the few guarantees we have in our current society and is, is that, that a no, reason
0: not to talk about it though how do we talk about it
1: Well, I mean, really what it comes down to is, you know, people talk about all the time is have to realize, okay, you're going to get more flack than other topics. But if you're entering into a political conversation, you have to be smart enough to know that that you're going to be getting some resistance, no matter what top, well, no matter what side you're supporting. Right. So it's kind of like, Hey, if it's fucking pouring rain outside and we go outside and we get wet, are we going to have a good fucking cry? Or do we know we're going to get wet? Well, you talk politics, you know, you're going to take some heat. So I don't fucking have a problem with it, you know,
2: yeah, I think um, the way we package that conversation has a lot to do with it too, because if a lot of people start on the fringe, so these yeah. guys are idiots, I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah. How could you think that way this and i I don't believe that. I actually think ninety nine percent of us are really close tight in the middle, but we all start the argument from out here. So it just yeah. depends on how you package it. And then you said something really good, John, earlier when you were like talking about the argument. You were saying, I'm just focused on my happiness. So you're actually not focused on winning the argument. You're focused on an yes. outcome that you want, that you've already mm-hmm. predetermined before you've entered the conversation. And so if you do yeah. have conversations around topics that are going to be triggering for some air, air quotes there, then it really depends on what your outcome for this conversation. So if my outcome is to convince you guys of my opinion, I I have to start with some sort of common ground, we all agree, and then slowly work my way out to move that needle just a tiny bit. If I start from way out here and come here, then my outcome is clearly isn't trying to change your mind. It was trying to prove that I'm right and you guys are wrong.
1: Yeah, and and, you know, I'll tell you, brother, on that level, when when I finally learned, I I repeat that to myself, you know, to keep myself in check. I don't need to be right. I need to be happy. Hmm. And it's, it's when, because, you know, most of us, why well, shouldn't say most of us, I know I did. And a lot of people that I knew, a lot of people that I actually had to create distance with their existence was to prove they were right. And sometimes it wasn't, you know, it was like, okay, well, why are we spending so much time? Why do we keep going back to this? Is, is, does being right that important? If being right is that important, then I need to create some separation here because when it comes down to it, being whole, being happy, you know, being filled with joy, these are the things that are important. And if being right is going to provide that great, but nine times out of 10, when people are having some sort of a pissing mess to be right, there's no enjoyment on either side of the equation. Yeah. <laughs> win when an argument and gain an enemy. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, I'll, I'll be wrong all day long to be happy. You know, I'm wrong and happy or fine with me.
0: What's this mean? Tribal leadership, Michael C. Maybe a, a is that a book reference? <sighs> Let's see. Um, I, I, I want to go, I want to go back to this thing about, about, about working out. Um, One of the things that um. Uh, brian johnson the liver king said was is that he worked out for mental health issues that he has severe mental health issues right totally and and we talked about that and then he says he took he was working out twice a day and then he said he started taking um uh human growth hormone and and uh performance enhancing drugs so that he because then he started as he got older he felt like he could only work out once okay okay i'll check it out warren bennett Ben, is this a good book you're saying michael c all right tribal leadership put it on there. Then he's saying that um uh um he could he could only work out once a day because he was getting older and he was and, and he was a crossfitter so he was putting his you know we put our dick in the dirt. And um so then he started doing uh human growth hormone and performance enhancing drugs so that he could work out tw- twice a day and instead of that helping the situation it exacerbated it because then he started working out three times a day, right? Cuz he's like fuck, I feel great. And at some point, um, it, it's, it's like you said, you don't put 700 pounds on on the bar anymore. You've reeled it in. And maybe you're not working that out, out as much for therapy. Um, what do you pivot to then for your therapy, for your uh, mental sustainability as we get older and we can't do? Because I, I do that, too. I go in the garage and sweat twice a day, too. And sometimes I'm like, fuck, this is getting a little obsessive. It's 11 well, o'clock at night and I'm out there on the fucking assault bike.
1: I've been one of the things that that's been, it's been in my, I don't know, from the time I was young, I, I grew up on the water as a kid. We grew up on the lamp river up in Oregon. Um <clears throat> Every house I've ever owned has, as, as well, I shouldn't say there was actually, this is true. Every house I've ever owned has been on the water Um, to obviously like this house. I'm here. Where I've got a pool and then just be on the pool. There's a lake. Um my house up in up in the Bay area, same thing on the bay. So my house in Mexico is on the Sea of Cortez. So <clears throat> Oh my swimming.
0: God, you're on the Sea of Cortez.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful down there.
0: Oh my God, it's so nice.
1: Yeah, this is where I this is my current house right here. That's the pool just outside the door. If I went to out to the door to my left, I'd be right there.
0: <laughs> wow, so, what a good life you're having. So swimming
1: is like one of the best like for me I sink like a fucking rock oh. so for me to for me for, for me for me to, to swim and not have a place to put my feet on the ground yeah i am fucking working and so here's the thing when it comes down to when you're when you're when your training is more for for your mental health your spiritual health it, it really has more to do with pushing yourself into that space where everything else gets quiet. You know, and if you really wanted to break it down, you put yourself in a little bit of a survival setting and everything else, all everything else in, in everything that's around you fades away. All the noise goes away. So how does a person do that? It's clearly, I mean, it's, it's very simple and it's clear. It's up to them. What do they enjoy? And when you can find a level of enjoyment where you look forward to this daily, you know, event, call it, it's. It's a fucking pretty like for me. I I my wife has a a, a gauntlet. You know, it's a revolving staircase. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you turn that motherfucker on ten, you'll be hard pressed to stay on there for three minutes. Hey, you do know, you use it, that thing? Yeah, I get on like I said. You put that thing on level ten. And try to go for three minutes to where you literally your your lungs start expand to the point where they you you can't your legs don't keep up and you're done. It's
0: basically a stairmaster, but not it's a stairmaster like the old the, school this, ones. The stairs rotate. Yeah, so I've stop. always wanted one of those. On a side note, the fittest man in the world, Matt Fraser, that was like one of his secrets. Yeah. Like he said, he yeah, said, "Dude, this is one of the most underrated tools ever."
1: Oh, dude, I'm telling you right now, you put in like when we're <clears throat> like when we're in uh, hotels and such. Um, I'll always go into the stairwell and I'll walk, you walk up, just go into a fucking stairwell and walk up 20 flights of fucking steps. Yeah. Oh yeah. my Lord. That fucks you up. But in a very, yeah. very good way. Yeah. You know, we're actually getting ready to, to buy a place over Vegas. And uh, we're going to go into a high rise setting because you know, it's, you know, it's, it's just not having to deal with a thing, but one of the, there's no lawn to, to deal with. There's, you know, it's everything's taken care of for you, but, uh, Thing I love about it is literally the way these things are set up, there's there's a the stairwell because if the elevators break, by law, they have to have a stairwell. So literally I can wake up in the morning and when I'm in hotels, that's one thing I really look forward to. Is I have stairwells where I can go up 20 flights of steps, take the fucking elevator to the bottom and start climbing steps. You you clear out the noise in your life real quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and so when we have our place in Vegas, I'll be able to do it there too, which is Great, because going on the machine that you just put up on the screen, it it does the same thing, but it's it's a little different. It's not the same experience when you're sitting in one place holding on to handles versus actually negotiating balance and turns and everything else. It's but it's the just the natural going up steps and stairwell to me is is becomes a little bit more fulfilling. It sounds weird to say that, but it's the truth.
0: So, um, uh, more treading water as you get older and less, uh, j- less pounding yourself.
1: Well, and, and then what I do too, is I just, I train less. I, I still will train four or five days a week, but I don't, I, I can't train I, when I was younger. I used to do 20, 25 sets of different exercises. Now I got to thin that way down. You know, it's crazy how it's the thing i this is, this is beautiful. So, when you're starting off trying to be wealthy, you fucking work your ass off, and then you get to a certain point where it just becomes so much easier. You 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 learn how to do it. You do it smarter, not harder. And you and and your earning potential just keeps getting better and better, even though you don't feel like you're busting your ass as hard. Training is the same way. I mean, people say, "Oh look, oh man, you must spend like three hours a you must spend like three hours a, a day in the gym." No. I fucking spend like three hours a week in the gym. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Wow. Look look at that. You guys would be so fucking blown away to find out how little I have to do to look this way because it's like there's a balance. As you get older, you train too much, you tear yourself down. That makes sense. When I was younger, it took all that. It's just like, you know, getting well off financially. You got to fucking burn that minute of oil. You, you. There's no breaks. You got to do what you got to do to get there. And so, <clears throat> oh shit. Hold on a second. My, I got to turn my brightness down. I'm running out of battery here. <laughs> hey, has it second. been
0: raining a lot at your house, by the way? It's been rain. It's been raining a month. I'm in Santa Cruz, California. It's been raining here a month.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, 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 we're on the desert. So it doesn't rain too much, you know? Okay. But, but what I was saying was Money. is it's, it's crazy how, you know, when you get, when you, when you get better, when you get deeper down the path of, of being well off, you have to do less. It's the same thing with, with training because you learn exactly what the success formula is and you don't do too much. And around, sense. around
0: your physique, I've seen on your site, basically diet. You're, you're a master of the
1: diet. The diet. If the diet wasn't on check, what I'm saying wouldn't make a fuck it, it would be wouldn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. I know how to I know how to eat in a certain way so I can train that three hours a week, and look the way that I do. You know, do you drink mm-hmm. alcohol, John? Very rarely. Very because I'm because here's the thing: I'm fucking high on life. You put yeah. alcohol in me, I'm I'm losing my high tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, hey, like
0: less it, than once a month, you drink less than once a month.
1: Yeah. I drink a couple times a year.
0: Amazing. Yeah.
1: It but seems it to be a common mind,
0: theme with successful people.
1: Yeah. Because it's, again, if you're, if you're high every day per, per se, high in life. Right. And then you drink, you're not high tomorrow because you're fucking hung over because you poisoned yourself. So, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to have three, four hours of feeling a loose so I can fuck up the whole next day. Yeah, no fucking way. It's not a trade I'm gonna make. Right. You know. Hmm. Um, so, and, uh,
0: and and any any um. And do you have any sugar? Do you consume sugar
1: like any very, refined very, sugar? Very, no, no. I very. I, I avoid sugar at all costs. Hey, let me. If you don't mind, let me grab my charger because I, yeah. I kept yep. my brightness up too much. We're having a good conversation. I don't want to yeah. feel like P- we're. Hold on, please,
0: on please, 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 please. Yeah, yeah uh michael c uh five uh levels person can be at life sucks my life sucks i am great and you're not my life is great life is great okay yeah, yeah yeah i remember that that was a while back
2: have you ever heard a book called power versus force uh by dr david hawkins
0: have you shown it to me before i don't think so i write it down should yeah, i read that,
2: it yeah that's that's an that's one that you should listen to it's just about levels of consciousness and like enlightenment and how the further you go up this chart that he has, the the more kind of enlightened you are. Or, I don't know. You should listen to it. I'm going to butcher it oversimplified, but I'm going to re-listen to it. I listened to it like probably about four years ago, and it's a lot of it's always stuck with me, so it's time to redo it. just reminded me of a lot of stuff that we were talking about here is in,
1: is in that book.
0: John, can you hear us? I can't. Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, because I got you in my ears, so I can hear... Not a problem. It's just, you can't hear me. Cause I walk away from my microphone.
0: Is your, is your primary vocation programming for other people?
1: Um, and so you're talking about, uh, income. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's definitely a, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a piece of it for sure. I mean, when it comes down to it, I don't mean to, I'm not trying to sell like a pompous ass, but that really no, you can.
0: To- we're 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 uh an hour and forty one minutes in, and you haven't yet. So go ahead and de- <laughs> <a> it <little> <laughs> this yeah, little, You have to be. You have to be multifaceted.
1: Now. Yeah, yeah, sprinkle it in Yeah, sprinkle I, d- I don't really. I don't have to do anything in terms of. I'm pretty. I'm pretty well set. You know. I mean, I don't. I I own my houses. You know, I don't owe anything. Um. You know. I could How did you do not- that?
0: How did you get set? How did you become so successful? I mean, besides hard work and dedication and not drinking.
1: Uh, so, if you really, if to, to answer that question in a way that would that would, I guess that would be helpful to the audience. I'll, I'll answer it this way: <clears throat> is that there's a lot of shit that I did, but if you boil it down, it's it's a skill set, and the skill set that got me where I am will apply to anything and that's basically it's it's the habits that you have it's the habits you don't have it's the the willingness to say no like people say oh i'm gonna do xyz and i'm gonna do blah blah blah, blah. no don't do all that don't worry about all that how about just stop doing these two things that fuck you up really bad
0: hmm. can you, you know? give me an example like what what would the uh, two things
1: Uh, let's just say that someone's like, uh, oh, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, let's just use working out, right? I'm going to work out twice a day. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to really fucking, I'm going to do that. I'm all fired up. Well, how about stop eating fucking Twinkies at 1030 at night first? Mm. Because Mm. stop eating Twinkies at 1030 at night. Just removing that behavior pattern will propel you forward without investing all that extra time and energy. So, it's develop developing a personal skill set. My routines is everything. Without my routines, I would not have what I have. Period. End of story. I've had root. My it, the joke I make is it's like I'm kind of like Rainman. You know, you get me out of my routine and I start. Who's on first? Because huh. my <laughs> because it's like
0: that was some Abbott and Costello reference. That was very nice. I appreciate <laughs>
1: that. Yeah, because the, I'm telling you, it's like the the um, let me turn my brightness back up so I can see you. Guys. There we go. <clears throat> because the 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 skill set of becoming a and I hate to use this term, but it's kind of the truth: a high performance person. And I'm not talking high performance lifting heavy shit. I'm not talking high performance and how you perform physically. I'm talking high performance and how you navigate life. You know, like. I've always got up early. Uh, And when I say always keep in mind, there's always there's situations. I should say I've gotten up early the majority of my life because like when I was wrestling, you know, when we didn't finish, you know, we didn't get back to the hotel till one in the morning after a show. I wasn't getting up at five in the morning. Right. Right. But if you look at my life, I've gotten up early. I've always chose to be very, very productive. I have a book that I write in every day. At night, before I go to bed, I schedule my next day. I make sure, like we talked about, in that day, there's shit that's going to challenge me, things that's going to get get me outside my comfort zone, some shit in there that I probably maybe just don't want to do. But in my meditation that morning, I'll actually prime it, meaning I'll actually think about the shit I don't want to do. So I've, got, I've already programmed what I'm going to do. Now I just physically got to act it out. But this book is another huge piece. So I've got these books going all the way back. One book is one year. Each page is, a, each day is a whole page. So I have the left column is what I'm doing, where I'm going to be. The middle column is the things I need to get done for the day. The next column over is the calls I need to make. And the far right is the, is notes of what's going on. I have these book going back to 1992. Wow. Damn. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And so what I'm getting at is I'm talking about a skill set that's not really, that's not really connected to any one thing. It's a skill set you can choose to connect w- to whatever you want. You know, it's, it's the rhythms, it's the patterns, it's, it's, it's keeping yourself in that highly productive mode. Then all you've got to do is say, okay, i like, per example, right Of college, I was like, okay, i I know that I want to be a big, strong guy. I know I want what I want to do with my life, but I'm not ready. And I was still, even though I was a big dude at that point, I still was the the fat little 15 year old boy that didn't believe it yet. Yeah. So I I need to make. I need to find a way to make money, but I need to make sure I have time to train. So I started started starting businesses and failed a few times and had my first success, like we talked about. So I took my skill set and created business and I sold it. I took my skill set. Became a pro strongman, took my skill set, became a pro wrestler, took my skill set, became a pro bodybuilder, took my skill set and became, you know, it's like all I'm doing is taking the skill set that I've developed that makes me productive and high performance, if you will, not in lifting shit, high performance and achievement, and I apply it to whatever I want. And if people would focus on their own personal skill sets at being productive they would get so much more than they ever believe you know, again. People as opposed counter- to what? Give me
0: an example. Sorry. Sorry. As opposed to what, it, what else would I What like as opposed to like chasing girls or drinking well, I mean, or watching Netflix or like, what do you mean?
1: Yeah. Well, okay. Well, perfect example. <clears throat> I get up at four o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. because from four to seven, that's highly productive time. Yeah. Well, let's just say I got up at seven, Right. So from four to seven, nobody gets up at four in the morning, and lay on a fucking couch. I right. get up at four in the morning so I can kick ass. Right. But then I right. I'm, I'm am I go to sleep at eight o'clock. Right. If I was awake from eight to 11, what the fuck do you think I'd be doing?
0: Right. Right. That's, Wait, what, wa- God, wasting that's such my, a fucking waste, great story. Wasting
1: my fucking time. So all I do is just. No one jerks
0: the- off who gets up at
1: four in the morning. <laughs> you don't fucking get up at four to watch television.
0: Right. The worst thing you do is maybe like read the newspaper.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're getting up and at four in the morning she, wow. because you're you're doing that to be productive. So wow. all I, I mean, literally just shifting three hours the other way is a fucking game changer. Yeah, And okay. yes, it's a pain in the ass. And then here's another, there's a couple of rules that I was lived by. If people are not questioning, like I, I know that I'm on the right track if people don't understand me. Right. Because right. ordinary people, they look at me and go, why does he do that? Right, because it's perfect. If they're not doing that, I'm slipping. Right, because to be extraordinary, only the people that are extraordinary are going to understand what you're doing when you're living in that high performance mode. Does that make Holy sense, shit.
0: dude? I was just at this fucking conference with like some of the smartest motherfuckers in the in the world. It was fucking crazy. It's called the Broken Science Conference, and uh, this dude, uh, um, uh, Greg Glassman, was up there. And that's the founder of CrossFit again. And he said, listen, when they say four out of five dentists recommend blah, blah, blah. The only thing you should be thinking is I want to hear from that motherfucker who didn't recommend yeah, it.
1: Exactly. <laughs> what exactly. His,
0: what's his deal? You don't give a fuck what those other four guys fucking said. When it's yeah. nine out of doctors say this, you want to talk to the doctors like, nah, don't do that. Yeah. I mean, and that's like what you're this. saying, right? Like, hey, you 100%. should No. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> I mean, we, we oh, okay. were, how's this? We were kind Team of like, we talked here. about, we talked about how people are kind of just bred to just go to work and blah, blah, blah. Well, if you were to take like the, the really, really high performance families and look at their fucking family tree going backwards. Yeah. These fucking kids are being woke up early so they can fucking read. These kids are being woke up early so they can self-improve before right. they go start their day. Right. Somehow that was fucking lost. Right. You know, now people wake up, they're fucking late to go. They're so late they don't eat breakfast. They're fucking sitting in traffic. They're dead. It's like their life is a big fucking emergency. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> right. That's such because, a good way to put it. Wow. Because all they're doing is they're running from fire to fire. The whole idea yeah. is get ahead of that curve. So there's no yeah. fucking fires to put out. And right. part of that is going to be able to get up early enough to make sure you don't get behind. But more importantly, make sure you get up to fucking you know, better yourself. That time yeah. when no, when the yeah. world doesn't pull on you, yeah, this is where you get ahead. It's fucking crazy. Think about this: if you spent one hour a day self-improving, whatever it is, it doesn't make right. it. It's what you choose, right? Do the fucking math on that. That's three hundred and however many days per year. Do the math on how many work. That's like like weeks of work. When right. you do the math. You realize, holy shit, an hour a day translates into all of this extra time that I've been progressing. So you got to look at, you know, we all have the same amount of time in the day. Well, the question is, how are you fucking spending your time? Because here's the thing you can get more, you can get money back, you can get your health back, you can get everything back, but you can't fucking get your time back. Hmm. Time is a commodity that no, that just say nobody, most people, don't understand the value of because they got too much of it because they're doing, they're, they're wasting too much of it. When you when you are using your time and you realize you're running out of time in your day because you're doing things that you want to do that intrigue you, you start to realize, holy shit, this, this fucking shit is like valuable. And that's when you start to have people that do things for you. So you create time. You know, like I have a series of we have lots of people around us that do things for us. So we have more time, you right. know, <clears throat> you know, even, even for my wife, she doesn't work. Um, but you know, we have someone that comes in every day. Someone comes into the house for four hours to handle shit around the house. You know, I mean, and, and when you, I say you
0: ever get tired of people being in your house that, that was one of the things as I started making money, I'm like, man, there's always some motherfucker in my house. Like I just want to walk around here naked for a little bit. Like, like like, we used to have two nannies and now we don't have nannies anymore. And I'm like, so happy they're fucking gone. I loved them, but like,
1: well, I think for, for me, it's kind of like, okay, we got, we, you know, we've got big places, a lot to take care of. Yeah. If we don't have somebody here doing it. My wife has got too much to do and it compromises her happiness. So yeah. it's kind of like
0: chicken yeah, or egg yeah. here,
1: you know? And then also too, Dude. it's nice. Are I, you okay a-
0: with those guys staring at your wife? <laughs>
1: You know, the bottom line is this. It, it, I would this stare is. at
0: your wife. I'd be like looking at, I'd be like one of these, like looking out of the corner of my eyes. Like,
1: well, here's the thing. It's, it's a compliment. It
0: is. Yeah. I mean, what's so much. hard not to look at. I would be looking at you like that too. If you came out, I'd be like,
1: well, and that's the thing. We both look at the same way. It's like, okay, if, if, if she sees a female looking at me or I see a male looking at her, it's a compliment to us. We look at it from the, from the, from the right side. You can look at it from the negative side. Or you can look at it from the positive side. Again, this goes back to how are you choosing to view your life. There's, I mean, we like could if you're all a one-legged
0: and- dude and you get angry when people when kids stare at you, you got a problem because yeah. their kids are going to be staring at you your whole fucking <laughs> life. You're the one-legged yeah. dude.
1: Think like this: we could sit here, the three of us, and we could just go around in a circle. I name one, you name one, you name one. We go at least just we could all think about things that are negative in our lives, and we could just sit here and just go around in circles and just talk about negativity, or we could spin that around and we could go the other way. And we talk positivity. And what we're doing is we're creating a vortex going in one direction or the next. Mm -hmm. And it's up to us. We as people get to decide which side of the vortex that we want to exist on. And the, somebody looks at my wife and says, Oh man, blah, blah, blah. Thank you.
0: Yeah. She worked hard Thank for you.
1: that. You. <laughs> you. Right. You know? right. So it's, I so hear it's, you, brother. It's, Amen. It's a, yeah. it's a perception thing. And that's the, yeah. again, so many people are kind of just programmed to react. They don't even know why. They're right. just doing it because somehow they learned that that's what you're supposed to do. You know, it's like, I mean, for me to react, it would be defending her, like physically, you know? that that's of course I would agree. I do whatever I need to do to defend any of my family, period. Mm -hmm. End of story. At that point, it's, it's not about, Oh, it's about doing what I need to do. But if it's just some fucking empty voice, that means nothing. Think of it like this. The voices that should actually penetrate you are the ones that you value. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you, if you love someone and they say something good or bad, that should affect you. Someone that just knocks on my door and says, hey, do you want to buy this XYZ? And I say, no. And they say, fuck you. So <laughs> i say, hey, you know, good luck at the next house. It doesn't matter. That guy the- it doesn't matter.
0: Right. The, the, the funnest thing about this gig that I have is those voices are actually um, content for me that's like the best part about having a podcast or it's like the same with the Instagram. Like I never scroll. I never like, God, I spend less than 1% of my time looking at pussy on Instagram. I'm only, (laughs) I'm only on Instagram looking for people to have on my podcast. And so I see all these people spending all this mindless time on Instagram. I'm like, fuck, this is great. I love my fucking DMs. What do you mean? I spend too much time on the phone. This is how I found John. This is how I, this is. And I wouldn't, I never like, it's it's so uh, and well, but it's so fun think, taking brother. other people's shit and then and then using it to fertilize my garden. Like, oh, you what? think I'm mean to women? I, I'm going to make an hour of content out of that. Thank you. <laughs> I just fucking love it.
1: <laughs> well, right? you know, I mean, one, because when it comes down to it, you know, well, it's another one of my things. I would, when, when you get dirty, so to speak, when yeah. life shits on when life shits on you. Yeah, it's fucking fertilizer. Yeah. It's, I've just mean, learned that it, in the last couple of years. It's like, yeah. it's like, okay, yes, this appears to be poop, but it's actually going to make me fucking grow. I'm going to rinse it off. I'm going to be just fine. Okay, got a little in my mouth. That sucks, but I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Rock should probably <laughs> just make
0: $50 million off of Will Smith slapping him.
1: Yes, yes, God bless yes. Will Smith. That was the that was the best fucking slap on the planet. That that yes. I mean yeah. I mean Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was it was great. Yeah, so that's the that's exactly it. The, the the biggest our biggest blessings are always what appear to be our biggest challenges.
0: Uh just Alan Kennedy Alan Kestenbaum, uh, I do 100 burpees a day no matter what. It's good for my muscles, my lungs, and my heart. It's a habit that has already made me change other bad habits in my life. Thank you, Jesus, or thank you, Buddha, or thank you, someone.
1: Yeah, habits, I'm telling you. Here's another Here's another pearl right here. <clears throat> the habits, the good habits you have will help you for the rest of your life. The bad habits you have will plague you for the rest of your life. That's oh. one. Here, here's another one. This is a doozy right here. You cannot guarantee your future, but you can guarantee the habits that will predict your future. Mm. Mm. Uh, um, That's the skill set I was talking about. It's a yeah. personal skill set. Did you
0: not, you know? are, were you not a goal? I was never a goal person, but I live a pretty fucking charmed life. And someone explained to me one time, it was actually the, the founder of street parking, uh, Miranda Alcrez. She said, if you have good habits, And you're passionate. And what was the other one? Do you remember what the other one was, uh, Sousa? Good Mm -mm. habits, passionate. And fuck, I can't remember. She says, your life will be good. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's the way my life is. I have those three things. I'm very passionate. I have good habits. And that third thing, I had that. And I was like, because I used to always trip on people who had goals, right? And I'd be like, fuck, I don't don't really have, like,
1: goals. My goals is just... I guess goals is kind of it's. Everybody's got their own definition. Some are real crystal clear, like achievement. Like perfect example, like when I was becoming a pro strong, my goal was to get my pro card. As body, my goal was to get my pro card. Body, Mm. body. my goal was to get a contract as a wrestler. Very tangible shit. Uh But when you when you're going a little deeper than that, it's like you know, as the growth spiritually, it's hard to put like. Okay, I want to achieve this certain thing with my spiritual growth. It becomes more of a you you it's it's I guess goal would be more of a progression. Does that make sense? Yeah, I always think a a
2: goal without a habit attached to that goal is just a wish list. Yeah. So if I if I have a goal yeah, and, and yeah. I say something like, Hey, you know, I want to do X. My next thought process, and it's funny, John, because we have something very similar. This is actually a packet of stuff for the year, and I did the same nice. thing with you without even knowing it. They're a little bit nice. different, but the same. And so each habit, I mean, each uh, goal that I wrote out, the first thing I think is okay, what skill set or what habit do I need to achieve that goal? And then, yes. uh, and then I focus on the skill set, or, or attaining the habit, or the skill set, or leaving a habit behind. Right. So it's one of those three things, and then that's actually what I focus on to bring me closer to the goal. The goal yeah. just creates the vision and the intentionality. The habit in the in the skill set atten- uh, create the momentum, the vehicle yes. to get me to yes. the goal. Yes,
1: yes, because sometimes that goal is just that for momentum, that growth. You know, being a little better today than I was yesterday that can yeah. be a but it, but it's not quite so tangible like i need to put this in my pocket you know right. those like are like i goals. don't have a
0: bu- i don't have a bucket list like i need to go <laughs> to paris or i need three mansions or i i want to have a porsche by the time i'm uh 37 i just but, but I do have, but, but I guess you're right. Goals incrementally to do better and better every day. And, and yeah. like you said, sort of get, get rid of the bad habits, get rid of the cold the herd of just negativity and shit that's in my life. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And this, this kind of all sits right around that conversation of, of, you know, when you ask, <laughs> what did I do to get here? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally it's, it's all about, I mean, we're talking about all of this stuff kind of comes together and it's, Everybody's formula is going to be different for them, but all the stuff we're talking about is all kind of goes into creating, you know, that that thing that everybody's thing is going to be a little different, and it's going to apply to different directions in their life, and whatnot. But I think the answer, just to make that real, go back to it to make sure I didn't sum that up very clear, is it's a personal skill set of being productive, being able to move forward, and part of that. The skill set is to redefine your failure. So you're moving forward unaltered by the fear of failure, unaltered by the fear of judgment of others, because now you're truly moving forward to what is important to you, not being altered by judgment or failure. And that's where you really make progress.
0: Dude, that's a great clip.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There's been a lot of them for this, through this
1: show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm yes. um- right on. What uh, are you I'm doing? Start- I'm actually, I'm doing actually now a lot of speed speaking. And this is, I speak on, you know, basically how fears your friends, how you can literally fail your way to success, you know? And then of course, leadership is a big one too. You know, I speak on leadership too, but this is this is all the shit that we're talking about. It's like most times when I'm talking and I explain, you know, what's going on people, it's like, they don't even realize that they've been positioned to be afraid of things. they they're, they they veer away from things. They veer away from failure. They veer away from being uncomfortable. They don't even know why and they don't even know who told them to do it. Sometimes there wasn't somebody, there wasn't somebody. It was, they just somehow it was society or it was the people. I was coming. raised
0: to avoid discomfort. I would, dude, I hated sweating as a kid. Mm. Now, if I don't sweat, if I don't sweat every day, I feel like my life's a failure. I was, yeah, Hey, but, my, my well, wife told me one time that the only reason why people lie is to avoid discomfort, all lying, all cheating, all stealing. The reason why you cheat on a test, the reason everything is to the reason why you rob a bank. It's all to avoid discomfort.
1: Yeah. But if you trace it back, that's correct. Because it's some sort of a fast track to get what you could have gotten through dealing with it, honestly, through being uncomfortable, you know? So but very that's it's pretty profound for sure. You know, it's dishonesty.
0: You lie to your mom. What time did you come home last night? 10 (laughs) o'clock. Fucking out till one. Yeah. Uh, Were you smoking any weed? Fuck no. That's for losers. Yeah. You were. And all you're doing is you're lying because you're avoiding the discomfort, right?
1: Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, it's crazy. And the, the thing about this is like what you just said, so true. But most people have probably never heard that statement or taken a minute to think about it, to understand it. And this is the kind of shit that I think if people's awareness was to be, you know, if their horizons were a little broad and if they were to hear some things that would make them think, it would it would inspire them to take more affirmative steps forward to to actually go get what they want rather than just kind of following this, you know, I call it the zombie. It's almost like the zombie effect. People are just kind of raised into this, you know, go to school, get a job, have kids, raise your family, and it's like where I mean granted having kids is wonderful, but fuck everybody needs to have self fulfillment. They need to have something that makes them happy. Because when you're a happy person, you give off a different vibe, a different energy. Your kids are happier. Like kids yeah. grow up in really fucking nasty homes and they're nasty adults because they learned that shit because their right. their parents are fucking mad as hell because they got to go to work and they got to do shit. They don't want to do. Right. And they don't have enough money to do what they want to do or whatever it is. You know, it's like, it's a learned behavior.
0: Hey, um, are, are, are you pretty, um, were you pretty physically uh, intimate uh, uh, man and like, like with your kids, did you hold your kids a lot? Were you, were you a touchy feely
1: parent? Yeah. You know, I, I was really, <clears throat> I'm very affectionate. I, I mean, even yeah, affection—that's
0: the word I'm looking for. Yeah, Affection.
1: E- even to this day, I mean, I have, <clears throat> I have my, my ladies, as I call them. I've got my mom, uh-huh. I've
0: got
1: my wife, yeah. and I've got my three daughters, and so yeah. I would—I text my three daughters pretty much every every morning, you know, tell them I love them. Um, but you know, I've always been very open about the way I feel towards them, and uh, yeah, I tried to cultivate a very, very comfortable space. Um, you know, there was, you know, the, we always had that friend or someone says, yeah, you know, my, I never heard my parents say that they loved me, well, that, that wasn't me for sure. Yeah, You know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy to tell, I'm happy to tell you how I feel, uh, cause it makes me feel good too. And, and
0: your um wife, does she, has she always believed in you?
1: You know, she, it's, it's funny, you know, she, and I say this as a joke, but it's, it's honestly at times it's the truth. I think sometimes she believes in me more than I believe in myself. Absolutely. You know, because, Absolutely. because when, <clears throat> whenever, you know, whenever I'm addressing something that's, that's difficult, that self-doubt is a huge driver for me. I've learned to, I've learned to harness failure. I've learned to harness fear. I've learned to harness self-doubt. I've learned anything that comes into my, in, into my path. I harness a good, bad, or the other. And she's seen it enough from the outside. She knows it's going to happen as to where I know that I've done it over and over and over, but you always wonder, there's always that moment where bam, something lands there. Oh, holy shit. This is a little different, <laughs> you know? And that moment of self-doubt will hit. I mean, take a deep breath. I always figure out a way to overcome what's in front of me. But in that moment where it, where it, Drops down in front and it looks different. Sometimes that voice will creep into your head, but she always has been the one saying, no, listen, you, you always go and it's not that you just get what you want. You know, you find a way to get what you,
0: Yeah, um, you, you know, like in the movies, the cliche is, is you're hanging out with some friends and they like they pass you a joint that you don't really want to smoke or you drink or you do you throw a rock at a car passing by that your friends peer pressured you to do. And, and you made the wrong decision by peer pressure. But it's like that with my wife, too. What you said, it's not only that they she she believes in me. But but she actually will help me get on the right path. My wife's never yes. pointed to a path, and I'm later on yeah. like, fuck that bitch. Why did I do what she said? <laughs> I'm always oh. like, god damn, how did she see that and I didn't? And I to start it, running down that path. I'm like, damn, yeah. she nailed it.
1: And and it's it's crazy because you know, like with my wife, what she'll usually she's for me, she's telling me that I'm doing something where I'm getting off track. You know, uh-huh. I'm because when I'm in my groove, if anything, she's trying to tell me to breathe because she's like, I.
0: You know, yeah, my wife does that too. Breathe, it's, don't it's clench like your I'm, fist. Relax. It's like,
1: it's like I'm underwater. That's like yeah. deep water. I'm I'm not swimming. I'm swimming underwater. That's how that's how focused I get. I don't. And we
0: already escape. know you don't float. We already know
1: you. Yeah, don't. That's right. That's <laughs> right. But what she'll say to me is she'll say, and this is where I know is she'll say, I don't think that's a good idea, which usually means okay. I'm fucking, I'm pushing the limits to the point where I haven't calculated my risk versus reward with this next thing I'm about ready to do. (laughs) I'm a little off of my calculation. Like, you know, because of course, we're constantly moving forward and we're calculating risk versus reward. Okay, the best is this, the worst is this. Can I live with the worst, blah, blah, blah. Well, every once in a while, that risk calculation might be a little off because I'm so focused on getting over an obstacle and that's where she'll put, hey, I don't think that's a good idea. And sometimes it could even be, I don't think it's a good idea. It could be she sees that I'm eating more than I'm supposed to. So it can be sometimes the littlest or the biggest things. But having somebody in your corner that you know is only looking out for you that you trust is a fucking blessing.
0: Yeah. My wife will even be like, Hey, go to the bathroom. I'm like, How the fuck did you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, How, what? How did. Um, do, do you, um, was it, did you, is your relationship with her accidental just day by day? And now it's, you know, 20 or how, how long you've been together?
1: Oh, goodness. Uh, we've been together almost 20 years, 18 years. And, uh, so in the beginning, when we first, I mean, I, I truly thank my lucky stars, because when we got together, <clears throat> I was. I just wasn't in really the place where I was looking for what she brought to the, what she brought to the table. And so I was getting out of a relationship that was, I was in my peak of my pro strongman career, getting out of a relationship that was taking a lot of energy away from my goals. And all I was looking for was a chick that I could hang out with, have some good sex that we were compatible that wasn't going to put, wasn't going to start draining my energy again. And she was all those things, but she was so much more. And I just wasn't prepared for what she had to offer. And so I guess I kind of kept keeping her at a distance. And you oh. know, when I when I when I was saying earlier, I, I actually told our kids, um, you know, hey, there's I would tell a few stories about her, right? I didn't wasn't really proud of, of my behavior, it was during that time period. <clears throat> because, you know, I was just, wasn't like I was just you know, a foul mouth jerk off. I just was just not very polite to a woman that loved me to death that I loved as well. Yeah, that would have been the time frame right there. <laughs> God, what a cool life you've lived. Oh, man. <clears throat> I tell you, right, brother. You know, and here's the thing discipline is freedom. Discipline is first it's self love, then it's freedom because without discipline, I wouldn't have been doing any of this shit. Mm-hmm. you know I and mean, i went from here i went from this career to fucking walking out in front of 40 50,000 people in the tokyo dome oh you yeah know? yeah that's great that's great i mean man. it was like but it's it's just what it comes down to it that's that you know that that skill set that i was talking about there we go yeah i mean it was like the skill set that you develop in terms of being a productive person and getting rid of sometimes it's not always about creating all these great habits, just getting rid of your bad habits first. Right. And right. then stacking on a few new good habits. And think of it like this, if your productivity doubles, it's almost like you could live twice the life. Uh,
0: uh, for sure. I- I- I'm a huge believer that people, uh, we live in a society where people have it backwards. They think they need to add things to their life. Yes. You don't, you don't need to, you don't need to, uh. um, add things to your life. You need to stop eating after six o'clock at night. Yeah. You don't, you don't Yeah. There's this, well, you don't need more shit in your house. You need to throw some shit away. You don't need a microwave. You need to throw your microwave away.
1: Brother. And check this out. There's, there's one word, two fucking letters that make one word that is not used enough when it comes to getting what the fuck you want. And that is no. Ah,
0: uh, uh, Yeah.
1: You want, you want to go out tonight? No. You want to do this? No. No. I mean, granted, it'll set you free because you, you're going to be able to focus on what you want. But the flip side of that, like example for me, when I really started cooking, all my buddies were fucking still going out. They're going to parties. And I had to say no over and over and over. Well, at a certain point, they're so used to that. They just stop inviting you to do shit. And right. you, have to realize, yeah. you have to realize, listen, it's not that they don't love you anymore. they're just fucking tired of you saying no. Right. It's okay. And right. So you have to kind of realize that you know it's like, it, you, you you got what you wanted, but at the same right. time you realize you can't take offense to your friends that got tired of you saying no, so they stop asking. And right. But but that word no, if people would use that word, it would fucking change their lives. Because again, no thank, be, no thank if you, no thank you. If yeah, there we go. If you <laughs> want to be extraordinary, yeah, it's something then you're going to have to say no to the ordinary people a lot because the ordinary people just want to go about their ordinary life. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. With
0: that. There it is, is again. Real- my, my buddy, you, Travis Bajent. Uh, I, I, I wondered, do you know who that is by any chance? It
1: sounds familiar. I'm having a, I'm not connecting the dots.
0: Um, I'll, I'll, um, anyway, he, uh, he, he's the world's best arm wrestler for a while. And his son, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And
0: his son's, his son's about to get drafted into the NFL. And he told me the other day, just last month on the phone, he goes, Hey dude, I go, what? He goes, I'm done with ordinary people. He goes, what do you mean? Yeah. He goes, the ordinary people in my life, they're grandfathered in, I'm not going to kick them out, but yeah. no
1: more regular motherfuckers. None. That's it. That's Zero it. dude. Yeah. There's Travis. Yeah. Savage. Straight up. Savage, baby. Yeah, but that's the truth because if the if if the ordinary people there's nothing wrong with with being ordinary and, and watching TV after work and drinking on the weekend it's great. But if you want to be extraordinary, you need to say no to the lifestyle of the ordinary. It's that yeah. fucking simple. And then don't get fucking butt hurt when they stop inviting you
0: to <laughs> right, right, right. Right. And I've experienced that too. I've experienced that too. People just stopped inviting people. People stopped inviting yeah. in places. Yeah. My,
1: my, you know, my wife, because she was a, like a social butterfly before we got together. And then she's we, we got together and it was like a whole different story. I mean, I'm in mode and she supports me totally. And she's like, a couple of years in, she's like, I don't know why none of my friends are asking me to do anything anymore. I said, honey, because you tell them no all the time because we're doing what we're doing. We're traveling. We're doing this. I said, you can't look at them like they don't want to see you you've told right. them no for the last two years straight of course they're <laughs>
0: <going>. <laughs> my friends never invited me to go camping because they knew that i hated camping but it would yes. hurt my feelings that they wouldn't invite me
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i'm like you asshole, it's your fault you always say no
1: <laughs> i've never been invited camping because i think the the people that know me realize that i probably would laugh at the invitation. <laughs> uh,
0: do you do you follow uh, uh judy says uh, i bet he follows dave
1: ramsey you follow Dave Ramsey? Yeah. I mean, I love, keep in mind, all of these people that have this, the, the thought process in life that helps us expand who we are, I listen yeah. to them all. Because here's the thing everybody's message is a little different. And sometimes you have two people that are speaking the same message, but it will hit one person different than the next. So one of the things that I always say is if you listen to these people who talk, differently because this is what will help you reprogram your mind when your mind is programmed in a certain way and you don't even know why well you can reprogram it with someone who speaks differently that will help you understand you know like we've talked about some things that hopefully have opened up some people's eyes or whoa i never thought about that right well that's just the tip of the iceberg you know because there's so many people who have so many good things to say to get us to open our minds, to think about things from a different standpoint, to help us be the best versions of us, no matter what our own definition is. Right. You know? And you know, Ramsey, I mean, there's there's so many good people out there to listen to. And when it comes down to it, I mean, if 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 you break it all down, it's it's you know. Getting outside your comfort zone. It's it's realizing it's okay to fail. The the roots of the majority of what people talk about are really similar. And if you follow you follow it deep enough, you'll find that. And then it starts to realize okay, all these people that have done really well and that are really happy, boy, some of their common threads are really fucking similar. Maybe I should pay closer attention, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, I have to go pee. You do um, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs>
2: <Not> this, Susan. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I like what you're saying about the common thread between everybody because there's a, a set of principles, right? And yeah. so a lot of the people who are constantly striving for improvement in their lives and to kind of add value in everything they touch and do have that that common denominator of the same principles that they're operating by in their life, which normally starts with prepping. the the day. A successful day starts the night before.
1: 100%. So, yeah. 100%, bro. That's the whole book thing is that – I mean, tomorrow's success is planned today. And one of the things I love about writing in my book is I write down where, where I'm going to be, what I'm going to be doing, the things I need to do, the calls I need to make. And I do that. It literally, I have an alarm goes off at 6.15 that tells me to do that. And mm. so by doing that, I programmed my mind on what's going to happen tomorrow morning. So it's almost like I wake up. And of course, a lot of times I'll take a, a, a quick glance at my book. But the planning It's almost like, so the, the subconscious is the body the conscious is the mind. And so really what I'm doing is I'm programming my subconscious. And at that point, my body just carries out these tasks, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's, but yeah, the, the idea of planning the night before and carrying out the tasks. And it's like to even sometimes visualize what you're going to be doing can make you execute that task even better. That yeah. take you a
2: while to find that groove to stay consistent in that. Because one thing that I found is like if I slip off, because I do something very similar, but I kind of do it for the week, and I'm actually wrote down notes on how you organize yours, and going to be kind of following that system. But one of the things I found is that if I fall off the consistency a little bit, I'm almost I don't I don't want to like open it back up because I know that I'm going to be confronted with a bunch of stuff that I had planned out that I that I didn't do or I didn't accomplish. Right. So how long did it take you to kind of find that rhythm
1: of that preparation? Well, <sighs> Well, I, I mean, for me, I've always been, I don't like the feeling of getting behind. It it makes me, I don't know, it gives me, it gives me the, I don't, I feel I'm happier when I'm one step ahead. When I'm one step behind, I become unhappy. I become disappointed in myself. So I learned that and I focused on that. And I realized that just doing my daily task of writing things down, that five minutes brings me so much clarity i don't want to i won't make the trade of not doing it Mm. and then once we got telephones that had fucking alarms i was like holy shit this is going to be so fucking easy now because i mean i mean i i would say on any given day i have 13 alarms that go off of my phone because they're just transitions Mm -hmm. it's time to do this time to do that you know and so now when you have an alarm to remind you to do something and then when you here's the thing so here's the answer for you brother. What you have to do is you have to connect doing that task with something that makes you feel good because then you want to do it. If the task is something that doesn't bring you joy, it's it's just a task with, with no payday. But when you get a reward for your task, you can't wait to do it.
0: Is that the two alarms we've heard? Were those uh, transition yeah, those, alarms?
1: those those were transition alarms. Yeah, so we've blown through two my, two of my transitions <laughs> during the show.
0: John, <laughs> why why did you do this? How, when I reach out to you and and I asked you to come on the podcast, uh, uh, why do you do it? Or, or like, why do? Oh, it? Brother, you like, because, what the fuck is this nonsense?
1: I'm in I'm in a place right now in my life, brother, where it's like, fuck. I mean, I'm blessed. I mean, gee, when I was a fat little boy wanting to be a big, strong guy and learn to make money. Yeah, if you'd said, look, put your fucking pinky on a cutting board, chop it off with a meat cleaver, you can be a pro bodybuilder. Hunk! Done. Right. right. And then they said, okay, put out your ring finger, chop that one off, and you can also be a you know a, a pro wrestler. Hunk. You know, okay, put your middle finger out, you know. You could be a at home. So I would be missing three fingers. Yeah. If I if I had the option to choose the life that I've had, yeah. so I guess what I'm getting at is I'm fucking blessed. And now, the craziest part about this whole fucking journey, dude, and this is fucking mind blowing. All of the all of the the fun and all of the achievements and all the accolades are great, but the most hands down, the most fulfilling part of what I've done and what I'm doing is the basically helping other people, the giving back. And so when I have a chance to, to come on to a, a platform where I can, you know, even if we just affected one person's life in this show, we did something good. Yep. All right. I've
0: got, and, and you know what you, you ooze that too. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not even like that's hard to spot from you.
1: Oh, brother, I'm telling you because Oh, there's my babies that's yeah. we're missing we're missing one of my late that my oldest daughter's not in that picture. That was actually this is pretty cool. That was in a <clears throat> we were actually at a movie premiere where we were all three in the movie. so oh, my wow. Little gr- my little girls, they were extras. They got to go to a red carpet event, walk into a theater, and watch themselves on the big screen.
0: Oh, that's cool that's <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but when it comes down to it, I mean, the bottom line is <clears throat> once you start to realize that giving back is so much more fulfilling, it's like now it's it's just that's, that's why I'm I'm going into speaking now, because now I'm, I'm trying to take, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to open up the platform as big as I can. And it's like life can be such a beautiful place if you just it's like so many people are looking at it from here. And if they just want to hear, it's like, whoa, look how much better it can be. And it's such an easy pivot. And it's like really what it comes down to in, me- in many cases, is just to reprogramming some little bits of someone's mind to help them see that redefining a few things, like just redefining failure alone can be a life-fucking-changing thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you know who Tony Blauer is?
1: Name rings a bell. Connecting uh, the dots again.
0: He, he he's he's a he's a big um god he had uh he he invented the spear system s-p-e-a-r um he does a lot of combatives training anyway yeah he, he's, yeah yeah he's yeah. he he's a really cool fucking dude he's out of uh uh north county uh san diego uh the spear this guy right here yeah 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 he would fucking love to have you on his podcast i bet Can I share his information with you? He's a great guy. Yeah. He's so good. He's all about that. Like basically like he's a, he's such a fear guy, the psychology of fear. You guys would have a fucking blast. Yeah,
1: that sounds great. I mean, and, and, you know, and and the whole idea is having these conversations that can benefit somebody listening. I mean, that's that's, a beautiful thing. I mean, we didn't, this technology that we have now to communicate on such a mass scale, I mean, we, it it's, it's literally, it's the duty of, it's, it's our duty to do this in a way where people do have a positive, they, they're affected positively from shows like this, because unfortunately I believe that there are just too many people out there that are so much closer to being happy than they think mm. it's, it's like, a, it's like an illusion. They're, they, they, they're just looking at the wrong things. You know, it's like we, like we talked about, we could all three sit here and, and share things that are wrong, or we can go the other way, share things that are right. And you start down a vortex of one way or the next, and, and the two vortexes are butted up together and they go opposite directions. Well, if, if you're trained to go into the right vortex, if you're, if you're made aware mentally to travel into the good side, life is so different. Sometimes it's just a matter of just pivoting a little bit um uh
0: audrey says sir are you an enneagram one this man is speaking to my soul do you know about those enneagrams every once in a while someone will mention these in the comments
1: no it is that
0: it, it's some sort it's a some psychology test where you take it and and you fall into like one of four categories but she's obviously taking it and uh, you're speaking to her uh, soul uh this podcast is one of my go-tos to expand my <clears throat> mind uh and to help uh Lead a disciplined life. Ramsey, Mind Pump, Sevon, John Delani. That's awesome. Thank you. You know, uh, one of the things, what you said about getting up early, um, I knew when I had kids that it would be it would never be appropriate for my kids to get up before me. So if my kids got up at six, I need to be up at five. If my kids got up at five, I would need to be up at four. And I would never. The reason why is there's stuff you have to do as a parent before your kids are up. Yep. And if you don't, you will play catch up. And I would watch my wife sometimes get up after my kids and I'd watch her play catch up. She'd always be stressed out. And I said, hey, there's a strong correlation here between how your morning goes and whether you get up before your kids. You should never, and, and, and you can leverage your ego too. It doesn't matter why you get up. If you just, if it's because you want to be competitive with some uh, some jackass in your household, your parents, your wife, your kids, just do it. Leverage your ego if you have to, to get up first. But there's these things that you keep bringing up that I'm like, yeah, these are common themes. I did them for different reasons, but they're huge to my success.
1: Oh, I'm telling you, if if, if this is crazy, I mean, let's just say that you took every billionaire on the planet and there's a shitload of them now because there's since the internet, it's so much easier to make money. <clears throat> if you look at
0: lots of pharma, lots of pharma billionaires
1: the last couple <laughs> of years. So and, and let's just say that you take the billionaires and even say the, the, the people that are hundred million and above one of the, one of the biggest common themes you're going to find is they all get up really fucking early. Right. Mm -hmm. that's like the number one thing you're going to, I mean, there's a, there's probably, let's just say there's a top 10 getting up early. I would fucking bet my left arm will be number one. Right. And and there's, it's literally, it sounds weird to say, get up early. It will change your life. I mean, obviously you have to get up early with the intent of bettering yourself, but get up early and read, get up early and go for a walk, get up early and do something productive. And you will start to see positive changes in your life. Even if you just it's not even really specific and focused, just fucking do it and it will start to evolve into something specific and focused.
0: Like you said, too, if you get up at fucking four, you're not going to be wasting your time between eight and eleven watching some show on Netflix you could give two shits about.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, are we going to are we going to focus on ourselves? Are we going to focus on other people through social media or TV? Well, focus on other people you're definitely not growing when you're focused on unless you're watching somebody to learn from them. That's understandable. Like like when I do watch television, it's 30, usually 30 minutes a day. And it's usually 30 minutes right before I fall asleep. And I'm always listening to somebody who's helping me open my mind. And then that's the shit I usually dream about. Like last night I watched Grant Cardone and uh oh that's someone real,
0: someone in the comments said you were a grant cardone guy but...
1: <laughs> yeah he so he he is a fucking you know hard-ass real estate mogul but more than anything it's just he's just go 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 and i ended up fucking dreaming about the shit he was talking about all night yeah yeah and so like i was watching god who was i watching some uh uh alex hermosi i mean you can watch tony tony robbins there's so many people that you can listen to that will help open your mind about business or spiritual growth or whatever it is. And when you go to sleep, that's just rolling around your subconscious because your brain actually develops when you're sleeping. And that's another thing that people don't recognize that they can better themselves when they're fucking sleeping. Mm-hmm. But let me a flip side. It was about two weeks ago. I was watching this called Nick strength and power. It's a, it's a, a YouTube channel about strength and bodybuilding and stuff. And It's fun to see what's happening out there. You know, one of my podcast co-hosts is a—he's still at real high level in bodybuilding, and sometimes, oh, how did he do whatnot? So I watched this thing before I went to sleep. I fucking dreamt about bodybuilding all fucking night. <laughs> well, not that that's terribly bad, but it definitely is not helping me grow. I mean, bodybuilding now is 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 something that's behind me, you know. John, so, you can
0: actually ask yourself a question before you go to bed and you get the answer when you wake up in the morning.
1: I, I'm telling you the, it's the incredible. Sub- the brain's incredible. The subconscious mind works all night long. And the question is, are you going to give it something good or bad to chew on? Mm-hmm. It's your choice.
0: Hey, it, it was a great pleasure meeting you. You're set. You're, oh, brother. This, this went uh, swimmingly. Well, but I had no idea where it would go. Um <laughs> absolutely Hello. none. i th- we didn't even t- I, was- I thought we would talk much more about your career and you would tell stories about you know
1: well dude, let's um, do it again let's do it again all we guys do getting talk thrown with- off of
0: balconies and sex and drugs and rock and roll and- usually ended up being a-
1: usually i i would say i don't know that i've ever been on a podcast where we've got it all done in the first shot so we'll just have to schedule another one
0: yeah. awesome Yeah. Well, thank you for your, your optimism, your positivity, your candor, your generosity with your spirit, your wisdom. Fuck dude. You're a cool cat.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I got a ton out of this. Well, I appreciate you guys. It was, it was as much fun for me as it was for you guys and for all you guys listening. um, You know, I spend a lot of time in my, my DMS in my Instagram account. That's if you want to catch me, that's going to be the best way. Because I mean, I mean, I, again, I, if, my my goal in life now is to affect as many people positively as I can before my time is up.
0: Awesome. I love that goal. All right, brother, uh, John, uh, we have each other's phone numbers, anything I can yes. do for you. And, uh, and, and I, I'm sure we're going to do this again.
1: Yeah. Well, just let me know when you want to schedule part two. And obviously, like I said, there's a whole nother side. We didn't even open up. Awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, out, I, I know you have a lot of good stories. I'd like to hear some good stories.
1: Yeah. Let's do it.
0: Let's do it. All right, brother. Thank you, guys. Thank have a beautiful you. day. Stay dry.
2: Wow, so, that, that was kind of trippy for me because we have a lot of similar things. You that and we, him? Yeah, I'm not like. But mine are like, like he's got the fully baked cake in the oven, and like yeah. I just threw mine in there and started to turn up the temperature. And yeah, having yeah. this episode with him, he's like, "No, no, no you got to put it out four hundred and you know twenty five degrees. Make sure right. to set your timers. You know, make sure put to check on the cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah." So he like filled in a ton of gaps. So I'm I'm kind of uh, excited to 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 put some of it into action to utilize some of it.
0: What did I What did I What did I say yesterday that would upset someone about women? The only thing I heard, I was trying to think. This um, the YouTube comment said. uh,
2: it's irrational you can't even like you can't even figure that out there's no way you could figure that
0: out <laughs> i was thinking to myself i was like he was the one that kept calling um uh oh uh, who was on yesterday uh to zach to zach Talender. yeah yeah zach kept calling uh uh leman nilson what's the swimmer's name leah thomas leah he okay he's the one who kept calling leah thomas a woman not me what what did i say that was offensive towards women yesterday I, I, I was tripping on that. I'm like, fuck, I, I want to go back and listen to I'm not he, going I, to.
2: I don't even, I I don't think there really was anything that would warrant that. I mean, when I had made that joke a while back and I was like, yeah, I'm so glad we got this president, and the worst thing Trump was doing was bringing back manufacturing to the US or like that passing one. And I got that like the most hateful DM I've ever had. Oh, got. right, right. <laughs> and so, like, there's no, how am I going to like, you know, I can analyze that or try to figure it out, but why? I don't want to understand that person's mentality. I've never taken the time to sit there and like, write out something to insult somebody on something that they've said like i i don't want to i don't want to understand that person i don't want to take the i don't want to invest the time into that when i could take that same time and invest it into somebody else who i'm going to get so much more out of
0: that's interesting. Uh, Greg said you don't want to, like, understand a fucking pedophile or a serial murder to the point where you become no. them. <laughs> I yeah, was like, yeah, oh, yeah.
2: He started to become empathetic, oh, right? Well, oh, oh, guys, God. hold on. Let's see it from their point of view. It's like, no, fucker. There's no – no, we're not even going there with that shit.
0: Uh, someone else wrote – a cat wrote, thought it was your show, Sevy G. surprised everyone liked the show. Dude was too much. Uh, I don't know if I have the exact sentiment, but I knew within the first uh, ten minutes with Zach, I was like, okay, I'm going to just chill he he it wasn't um
2: yeah but that makes it easy especially when he has a definitely cool ma- he's definitely
0: job. an easy guest holy yeah. shit he's so easy but also maybe if we had a couple more shows together he would settle down oh and it would and it would yeah. be a back and forth
2: i would like to see him on kind of the live call-in format where we react to stuff on the internet because he does have you know a different take on a lot of things and we'll and we'll kind of argue those not argue but discuss those positions and i think that'd be cool
0: I know that uh, Sevan, you were actually for women by pushing back. I just want to, I just want to, on letting men compete against women and using their bathrooms. Not only for women, but um, I also, I don't have an issue with the woman becoming president of the United States or a woman becoming the fucking curing the the all the world's problems. What I do have an issue with is this belittlement, like there's something greater than being a mom, because there is not. Mm -hmm. And and I stand I stand firmly on my ground. There is there is not anything better than being a mom and raising kids. Now someone's gonna be like, well, I disagree with you. Well, that's okay, but that's not saying anything about uh, um negative about women. I, I mean, yeah. And, it, but I, but I am disappointed with how society has has. I feel like
2: society I undervalued has, that.
0: Yeah, has shit on that. Yeah. More than undervalued, you just shit on it and, may, and and set up a system where women are trying to compete with men. It's like, dude, you got some fucking shit you can do that's fucking space travel worthy. <laughs> like, like other like you're in charge of the future of the planet by fucking this ba- the babies you make and how you raise them.
2: And the the funny part about it is some of the like real hardcore radical like feminist types will say that you know, they'll they'll argue that whole point and then they'll also argue that the transgender thing and then it's kind of like, wait. So essentially you're just saying then now men could just say that they're women and then go back to that same hierarchy that you were originally fighting against. Right. Like there's a big flaw in that logic, you, and, you know.
0: <laughs> Sevon wishes he could be a mom. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Hiller. Thank you for uh, Hiller Translate. Uh, and uh, Michael C., invite more people that more followers... Or is that? Does it mean with with I'm more invited. followers? That's a secret to getting more followers. But no, it will also bring people to the platform that may not agree.
2: Is the I'm intention invi- to get more followers? Is I don't know. Our, I'm is- just
0: inviting people that um, I see that that look interesting. I mean, dude, I invite yeah. so. Susan and I like. There's an hour probably I spends an hour every day and I'm, I, I'm dealing with the people that I send him to try to get on the show. And I probably spend literally four or five hours a day. Look, researching people to have on the show.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not even joking. I know it sounds crazy, but that's what I do. I mean, yesterday before I went to bed, I, I watched his shit, this guy's shit, John Anderson shit for two hours.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I did not think we were going to have the conversations we had.
2: No. And he's he a
0: thousand times cooler than I imagined. I mean, I thought he was cool, but.
2: Yeah, there is there is that show had a lot of really good nuggets in it. Uh more parenting
0: shows and combos, I agree. I I would love to do that too. Um I love that stuff. Yeah. People should be begging to be on your show, and some people are. That's the thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, yep. We have we got some of those too. Don't Yeah, worry we got about a lot that. a lot of those.
0: <laughs> um the thing is, is that as soon as someone wants to come on the show, it's usually kind of like a, it's a different kind. It's a weird show. Like even, even Zach, I guess said to Hiller that he wanted to be on the show and he kind of fit into that guest the way it turned out who wants it to be on the show. There's something different about people that pursue the show versus people that I pursue. I can't quite put my thumb on it. Um, Susan, make a fucking book list already.
2: Wow aggressive
0: uh brandon graham moms run the world your career will replace you and not care your kids will miss you yeah there's a, the. Good point yeah that's that's some powerful shit um love the instagram post of your kids thrusters uh one post and kickboxing the next hey you want to see something
2: really weird yeah but it's gotta be kind of quick because i gotta go to the gym
0: Okay, you can leave Well, I'll sh- I'll, sh- I'll show you and then you,
2: you But know. I kind of I want to see it now. I hate leaving the shows early because I feel like I miss out on a bunch of stuff.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, you you do. You do.
2: I I do, and I selfishly want it to be about me and when I on my time. <laughs> yes, I understand.
0: <laughs> I posted this um the Chris Rock thing is is so worth watching. So I posted this uh I I took uh video. Oh, Hiller, you're going to trip on this. So Yes, last night before I went to bed, I posted this Chris Rock video. Mm-hmm. And look, it only has 15 plays. <laughs> and that means that somehow Instagram Killing. is blocking this. For sure. For sure. It's crazy. How could this not
2: have... You can't even comment on it? Oh, no, it's because... No, it has over. zero Sorry. comments. Oh. Hello? Hiller said, Dude, I commented oh, my huh? goodness, uh,
0: you you commented, I don't see it on there, yeah, oh, did you comment on the other one? Maybe you commented on this one,
2: oh, that's got two so. comments, yeah, you commented on this one <laughs> impressive
0: <laughs> yeah he says i'm sh- i I'm not sure I've seen those <laughs> kind of numbers on this platform. How do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen how could something be up for seven hours and only have seven plays? Yeah. It's so fucking weird. Hey, so when you guys watch this Chris Rock thing, at the very end he walks off stage and it shows him walking off stage and he's almost in tears. He the the end is really emotional for him because he talks oh, about weird. his His relationship with Will Smith. And then he says something at the end about basically what it means to be black in this country. It it is, it's some fucking really powerful, beautiful shit, to be honest. And, um, it's some, yeah, it's, it's, I, I want more of you guys to see it before I talk about it, but he walks off of stage and he walks into the back and, um, there's no one there for him to hug. There's two security guards there and they Mm -hmm. take them and they walk them like probably a hundred feet to a door and you see him walk off stage. And it's like at the end of that show, I've never seen a man who needs to hug someone more than fucking what I saw with Chris Rock right there. Like he really needs someone to hug. And uh, yeah, it's a trip. Please watch that and tell me what you guys think. Kenneth, uh, Kenneth, DeLap, I said, I'm looking at your message
2: numbers gives me anxiety. <laughs> I know it's great. I mean, it's crazy. You should see it's, his text message numbers. It's, cr- oh, what message numbers? What are you talking about? On oh, the screen, we could see your DMs. It says oh, 19. Dude, but the there's text, like 430. <laughs>
0: yeah. Dude, there's 500 DMs in there. And, and this morning, I already answered a 100 of them it I, it never goes above 20 for some reason
2: it's a never-ending game dude because every time you you respond people reply i haven't touched mine in a little bit just because i've been crazy busy with my increased coaching schedule the last week and so i haven't even opened it i'm like fuck
0: uh it's not even showing up on your page oh the chris rock one when you go there you can't even see it yes yeah, some they did something yeah Probably some
2: weird algorithm thing because of the because sh- it's the show. Oh, look!
0: Look at that. Just went to your Instagram. That video isn't even showing up. Yeah. Okay.
2: So that's why it got crushed. Because it's crushed a
0: recording it. of a Chris Rock, and they're doing everything and they can't. That's like Hiller and I. Um, Hiller the other day tried to just even pull it up on Streamyard through Netflix, and it gets blocked.
2: Wouldn't do it. Yeah, I have this clip of a uh, you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is. Uh yeah. Gary Vee, and he's in Breakfast Club. This was probably like in 2019, maybe 18 when he recorded it. And it's him literally coining the the phrase Karen. Because he's on there and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, like, don't be a Karen. And then everybody in the breakfast club laughs. They're like, who's Karen? What's this? Why are you calling him Karen? And then he wow. like explains the story. So I took it, and I clipped it. And I was like, hey, let's just put this on a YouTube short to see if it's one of those random YouTube shorts that gets like hundreds of thousands of views because it's Gary V. Breakfast Club and coining the phrase Karen. So like uh, <clears throat> probably about three months ago, I uploaded it on my YouTube as a short. And it and it started to take off right away like faster than anything else on my on the YouTube channel I think it had wow. like 250 views within the first like five minutes or something Wow and then it went away they blocked it from being so because it was a copyright oh shit so since I pulled it from that out of context and like even changed a little bit of it it's yeah rec- the algorithm still recognized it and as it started to go it just went poof, shut down <clears throat> so, uh, th- for, so there's a uh, start with that.
0: I want to say one thing about parenting too, by the way, I, I never thought I would be a good parent. never wanted to be a parent. And once I had kids, uh, it's weird. Like there was some sort of something happened to me. I I'm, I'm, I'm possessed to not be selfish and to focus on my kids. And I don't even recognize the person I've become. So no one should be afraid that so much shit will just happen. Um, biologically, you'll basically start turning into your parents. And I had really loving, caring parents so um lucky
2: uh
0: yeah lucky. i agree lucky um it's a bit much but worth watching oh the uh the chris rock yeah it is a bit much there's a couple things in there that he says that are just completely fucking idiotic but um it's i think it's worth watching The the whole january 6th thing that he does is just fucking retarded uh okay you think calling a shithole a country a shithole is racist? Sorry, I know you have to go. Live, no, we'll do a live calling show.
2: Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think it is. I don't think it's
0: racist. Uh, it, it maybe may like rude, right? Or or lacks tact. Maybe I
2: think it was just. Uh, it's the it murder
0: was, capital of the plant of planet Earth, where more yeah. humans are killed. I mean, that's kind of a shithole, right?
2: I mean, one hundred percent. But the thing is, is, is not, it's just it's focusing on the wrong things. They're not actually focusing on the the context of what's being talked about. They're just focusing on the way that that was packaged,
0: right? And and another thing that they said, um, I guess it, Trump said um, uh, that he thought maybe a judge was biased because the judge was Mexican and he was judging a case with Mexicans in it, and they called that racist. But the irony there is, is that no black people want or white no black people want a jury that's all white people. Right. And, they, and they, they purposely choose juries that aren't white people when there are black people. That's everyone does that. And yet yeah. they're calling the I'm just like the same people who are calling him racist are the ones who are like, that was completely unfair. Rittenhouse didn't have any black people on his jury. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like you it, it goes back to what Zach was saying yesterday. You can't have it both ways. Which is it? Yeah. Are we picking juries because of their color, of their skin? or Are we not right? right.
2: Double standard.
0: Yeah, what 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 is going on
2: here? We love a good double standard. <laughs> Did you see uh uh I know you gotta go. Did you see
0: Tucker <laughs> Carlson was on
2: Kelk Boys? I, I yes, I saw that he was on Kelk Boys. No, I haven't watched it yet. I'm waiting. I got I got some time today I'm gonna carve out and I like to think that I'm gonna like program some workouts and listen to that at the same time, which I'll probably do one and not the other. Okay. Have you watched it yet? I watched I like clips of it. <sighs> Okay, I'm gonna I watch, watch clips watch of
0: it. The NSA, the NSA, the uh, NSA, hacked his Signal account, and they oh, told really? them they did. Yeah, I uh, mean they hacked everything. Anyone who thinks that Signal or Telegram or anything, everything is being watched. Yeah, for sure. The eighty percent of you that are addicted to Pornhub, the government has all the content of you looking into your camera. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> they got it. They got it. Just know. <laughs> it just know. <laughs>
2: Hey, I have this theory that like uh, cars wouldn't be allowed these days. Like if you had the gas filled car in cash, it's like the last bit of uh, freedom yes and, that we truly have because right yes. now you could take yes. a couple hundred dollars in cash you could hop in your car with no cell phone device it's got to be old car can't be a tesla because don't you don't you fuckers forget everybody knows where you're at in your tesla it could be controlled yes. from a central location yes but a car these days can't you get an old you get in the work truck that i got the old 07 honda civic with a couple hundred dollars in cash and no cell phone no electronic devices and i take off you won't be able to know where i am or track me that every
0: is, Escalade can be turned off. Almost every car can be turned off. Every car now, right?
2: because if it's got yeah. the whole digital and it's got AirPlay and your iPhone hooks up to it and everything else, that means that you're, you could be tracked. Your car could be uh, messed with from a central location, a remote central location somewhere else.
0: And here's the thing too. Let's say you want to kill someone and you're like, okay, I'm going to turn all that shit off. Well, then they got evidence showing that you turned all that shit off. Why is that shit turned off? I yeah, mean, it's exactly. just like
2: you're fucked. This phone's off. Okay. But now <laughs> yeah. I really, really got to run because I'm okay bye. My- okay, okay, you, yep. okay, bye. Okay. Okay. Thank
0: you, Susan. Yeah. Okay. I can't kick you off. You got to kick you. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. That's uh, uh, my truck doesn't even have a clock. Well, there you go. Anything you can do with a device, someone else can. I'm not sure what that means, but I like it. Um, I, I I, think the show has was before the truth came out about January 6th and his defense. Oh, come on. No one, no, but here's no one, no one. You can't, anyone who thought that January 6th was trying to take the government over is fucking batshit crazy. You can go – so what I did is I went to ABC News, and I went straight to their thing, and I first I watched the entire Donald Trump talk, and then I went and got the transcripts from CNN, and I did that, or vice versa. I watched on CNN, and then I got the transcripts from ABC News because I like to go to the, the most liberal, hateful places, and – It was it was all they already had permits to march on the Capitol. He said, we're going to go there and march peacefully. And then I don't need I, I don't care if they would have fucking run in the building and burned the whole place down. It still wouldn't have been an insurrection. You can't take over a building and then it takes over the government. It doesn't work like that. That's retarded. That's like thinking you take two weeks off the calendar and then all of a sudden all our lives are being shortened by two weeks. That building is not the government. It's just a fucking building. Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? But the fact that there was no fire, the fact that there were no guns. Oh, seven. there were guns. Okay, a gun or two guns or three guns, not like insurrection. There's, dude, in your mall, I just found out one of my friends that I hang out with all the time always has a gun on him. I have a handful of friends who always have guns on them. Libtard friends. So there's always a gun somewhere. I mean, it's just, it's just horseshit nonsense. There was never a second. I'm not attacking you either, Judy. I'm just uh, rifting off of what you said. There's always, there was never a moment to think that. um, There was never a moment to think that. uh, That January 6th was an insurrection. That's just fucking crazy talk. Just absolute crazy talk. What does this say? Yeah. Stay strapped. Always. It's all good. Thank you, Judy. Um, yeah, they forgot about the riots. Billions of dollars done. I've said this a million times, $760 million in damage just to Ferguson, which is a shithole town, little shithole town, $760 million just damage just done to Ferguson, only 30 million at the Capitol. Like, come on. Uh, I'm looking at a quote. Um, Oh shit. Really? Is that how I, I guess Andrew Hiller said, I can never tell them apart. Which one is Marston? Which one is Heber? And then I responded, Marston is the one Brooke ends cheated on. Holy shit. That was my response. And then, and then it's a, someone sent me a screenshot of uh Caleb's face. <laughs> someone sent me a comment, uh DM saying that was the funniest show that they'd ever listened to. And that made me so happy. God, I love it when well, this shit's funny. Uh, what do you think happens if I play this clip? What happens if I play this clip? This one right here. This Chris. Cr- 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 do you think it even plays? Just- oh, yeah. Yeah, it plays. What?
1: About who's not working?
0: Wow. So I was in, I'll tell you what the clip's about. You ready? Sevon, read your DMs live. Fuck that. The thing the reason why I can't do that is because people tell me some crazy shit in there. Um, although it's it's an interesting I could start another account and do that. What if I started another account and did that? That could be a bit. Um that could be another bit. So I remember being, I was in Kenya with Greg and we were driving and we passed by this gas station and there were like 20 guys hanging out in front of it, right? Just standing around. And he goes, hey, see that right there? And I go, yeah. He goes, that's the worst fucking thing you could ever see in society. I go, what's that? He goes, middle of the day, 20 unemployed fucking men between the age of 18 and 25. He goes, that is a really, really, really bad sign. And I was like, wow, that is some fucking insightful shit. And this bit that Chris Rock does is he says, hey, I would love to live in a part of town. Or, or he says, the part of town you want to live in is the part of town where you see women, sweaty women, walking around in sweatpants and Lululemon at 1215 in the afternoon. That's the part of town you want to live in. You want to live in a part of town where there's tons of women who voluntarily don't work. Who are voluntarily unemployed and at twelve fifteen are walking out of a soul cycle. That's where you want to live. And he's making several points there. And he's ta- and, and and there's some really fucking interesting, implicit, yet very poignant comments he's making about the roles that men and women have also. It's very, very interesting. And it's okay. It's nothing bad. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay that there's a cohort of women. Who are married to men, who have made enough money so that the women can work out at twelve fifteen in the day. He goes on to say that uh, my wife, my ex-wife, is the smartest woman in the world. We got a di- uh, we uh we got a divorce and she got half, and she's never said anything funny in her life. Meaning, she, I'm the one who tells all the jokes. She got half the money. Anyway, he goes on to say the part of town you don't want to live in. Is the part of town at twelve fifteen in the afternoon, you see grown men riding kids' bikes. And if none of you ever lived in the fucking hood, which I've spent many years in the hood, you know exactly what he's talking about. Grown men riding kids' bikes. I know exactly what that looks like. And uh, it's true. And and it made me right away think about Jon Stewart complaining about gun violence in kids. There's I, I wrote I wrote in this I wrote in this Chris Rock piece, unemployed men are thousands of times more dangerous than guns, but you'll never hear Jon Stewart or any of the people who mistake symptoms for problems talk about that. Unemployed young men are a scourge on society. They are fucking the worst. It's, I I I don't know what the stats are, but I guarantee you ninety percent of the people who shoot who shoot people are unemployed young men. Guarantee it. And uh, but 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 they don't want that's the whole problem with the whole John Stewart thing. That's the whole problem with the gun control. They don't want to look at at what what the cost is of that. What do we give up? And on the other hand, what's the real problem? The problem is we fucking, we have a society with fucking shitloads of unemployed men without fathers. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Borders wide open, fentanyl problems. No fathers, women being rewarded. That was another thing that he said that the this guy John Anderson said. He talked about rewarding people. You fight so that you can have makeup sex and then you start purposely fighting. I mean, that's the whole thing with that's the argument of why there's so many single moms, because they reward single moms for being single, single. For example, in San Francisco, if you're a single mom and you're Latino or you're a tranny, you can be part of an experimental program that gives people universal income. It's nuts. Same thing happened with COVID. They addressed the symptoms. They didn't address the issue. We know that COVID didn't kill anyone except for people who were addicted to refined carbohydrates. Nobody. Nobody. Not one. And the same thing with homelessness. There's no, there's no such thing as homelessness. We have a drug problem. And so what are they going to do? They want to find a way to put these people in homes because they think they're homeless. Well, now all we have are hotels full of drug users. I mean, it's not even sustainable. What it does is it exacerbates the problem. When you address the symptom and not the problem, not the disease, you, you most often exacerbate it. Same with uh, type 2 diabetes. Every time someone takes insulin, they're shortening their life. All you got to do is quit eating Snicker bars. Or only eat the ones that Brooke Wells eats. Uh, ben Shapiro's three tips. Don't have kids out of wedlock. Maintain a decent job. Graduate from high school. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's, um, but, you know uh make guns illegal criminals will still get them we'll just make a law-abiding citizens become criminals yeah and that's another thing too the uh right very well said and that's another thing like i don't want to hear shit like about what people in new zealand think about guns you live on a fucking island that's smaller than fucking one of our major cities with fewer people like shut the fuck up you don't even know what the fuck's going on over here i say that with peace and love yeah Exactly. Uh, give us your used needles and we will exchange them for sterile ones. Yeah. Yeah. None of that shit is working. A uh, good morning. Jeez Louise. Oh, I was actually going to take my kids to church today. Believe it or not, it would have been the first time they'd ever been to church. These uh, two girls um, that my boys do jujitsu with uh, invited the boys to their church today. So I was like, yeah, I'd do that. Take the two Jew boys to, to the church. All right. Well, thank you for the show. Thank you for John Anderson. Great show. Uh, I will see you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be a crazy guest. Adam Kramer. It's going to be another good one. I want to do a show at night, a live calling show, but usually by the time it gets to nighttime, I'm already prepping for the next morning's podcast. No. Was it the girl's mom who likes to brush her hair before class? No. It was a guy. uh, It was a father who has two daughters and he's got fucking neck prison neck tattoos. (laughs) People like kids, kids who do jujitsu, their parents are fucking a piece, pieces of work. (laughs) But this dude's a really cool dude and he's got two really cool daughters. And I thought it was nice that they invited us to church. Mexican chicks from Watsonville. Church starts at ten. It's ten now. Oh yeah, disc golf show tomorrow. Shit, I got so much disc golf to watch today, and tomorrow. Paulina, you look like you 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 play might play disc golf, or date a disc golf guy. Happy birthday week, Sevon. Thank you. All right. Uh I will see you guys tomorrow morning 7am or maybe a surprise show tonight. Uh yeah probably catholic you're right. racist. Okay. Bye bye.